0: Hey,
1: everybody, we're back for another Bald Move Commission podcast, uh, the last in our Christmas present series. Uh, this was commissioned by Kristen for her husband, Chris. Uh they're big fans of the BBC series Black BBC. The Bieber series. series, yeah. The Bieber, Justin Bieber series, Black Mirror. hmm Uh that's actually him and Justin Timberlake com- it's, like it's a mashup of the Black album and and you know, it's like you're my mirror and I don't know. <laughs> Lost, uh, I, yeah. I lost, I, I lost a handle on that joke as I was through it, uh, but that's what it's about, and it's it's the entirety of season one, which when I first saw this commission, am like, whoa, ho, ho, that's a little too much media, but
2: season right. one's only three episodes. Yeah, I think the real danger here is too much podcast for a single commission.
1: That might be, because I... So, uh, until, uh, until a month ago, I had never seen any Black Mirror. I came right. home from, I believe, a... Uh, man, what was it? it? might have been a... a, a wa- I, yeah, I came home from a Walking Dead live watch, and Cecily was watching the first episode of Season 3. Okay. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I've watched another one in Season 3 since then, uh, but I wasn't... And it's the thing, because everyone says, like, oh, it's like Twilight Zone. And I'm like, ah, I don't give a shit about Twilight Zone. This is more of like realistic-ish... What ifs about future problems that we have? Mm-hmm. How do technology and the intersection of technology and humanity, as far as I can tell, um, fuck with our concepts of justice and consequences and um, family ties and all kinds of different things?
2: Yeah, and and it's also very satirical at times. You know, it's it's not meant to be taken entirely seriously, and there's a lot of comedy in there just under the surface. Yep. Uh, which this first episode is a prime example of. But uh, yeah, it, it raises a lot of interesting questions in the same way that I think Twilight Zone did in its day, except maybe a little more abstract.
1: So we're going to do this as a three, not a three part podcast, but literally this podcast will be assembled from these three episodes. We're going to take them live work. Mm-hmm. In kind of chronological order, because I'm essentially watching an episode and and thinking about it, and then doing recording a podcast, and we're just going to keep adding to it. So like, I've only seen this first episode. It's called the National Anthem. Uh, there will be spoilers for the, all of season one of Black Mirror. I noticed that uh, Netflix has season one. If you're a member, you can stream that. Um, it, you actually already have the ability to stream it. So it's probably available any other place. I think it's well, you know, judging from the three episodes I've seen, it's. Uh, if you're into technology, if you're into good television, um I if you, if you want your mind blown or stretched out a little bit, it's 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 decent television.
2: But- yeah, I've I've seen all of seasons 1 and 2 including the White Christmas, the the Christmas special they did with John Hamm. Uh I can tell you that you know, if you watch this first one that we're about to talk about and you don't think it's maybe for you, stick around because this is in my opinion one of the worst.
1: Really? Yeah. Wow, okay. Cecily said the same thing, and I was... Uh, this thing got under my fucking skin. I was... My blood was <laughs> boiling throughout the whole thing. We're about to get into major spoilers. Okay. Um, I, I looked at Chris and Kristen's com- uh, comments. I, f- I feel like single-handedly I'm going to cover every single one all by myself, let alone with what you bring to the table. So I won't, won't be reading them. Uh, okay. But we're about to get spoilery. Uh. Setup up is National Anthem. Uh, the Prime Minister is awoken... To from his security team, and they say they have a disturbing video to show him, and one of the the very popular princess, I think Kate Middleton, I guess, has yeah, I think been,
2: Princess Di, that sort of thing, with
1: a, with yeah. a young with with the uh, with a young husband that just got married has been kidnapped by some unknown terrorist force, and the demand is that the prime minister, through some very demanding rules do a live television performance later that afternoon at 4 p.m. of of, of fucking a pig. Yeah. Um, That's the setup. Which is interesting. Now, how much of this is about the whole flap of David Cameron? I think actually fucking a pig is some kind of college hazing incident. Oh, right. Yeah, I forgot all about that. Um, or, like, I'm wondering if, like, if this – uh, did this? Which was the chicken? I don't know enough about British culture, and also I'm speaking of this as an American. I don't know. I'm not going to comment or judge like British reaction or politics, and I'm not going to say that like this is the way British people would react. This is just the way the television show. Sure. I, you know, and, and I know some conservatives have find this hard to believe, but as a liberal, I'm also like a hugely patriotic person, and the mm. idea that someone would fucking have. Our president, I don't care if it's Trump, Hillary, Obama, or Abraham Lincoln, to fuck a pig on live television is unconscionable. And not only would I expect them to not cave to that demand... Uh, if it was, if they did cave it at demand, and it was like broadcast live in a bar, I would start fucking fights to disable the television because I, I just was utterly appalled at how they showed the reaction to the citizens, like gleeful that this was about to take place. Sure, uh, like my blood was fucking boiling full time from beginning to end of this episode. I was pissed at the terrorist. I was pissed at the way his cabinet members behaved. I was pissed at the attitude of the population. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's, it's everyone but the pig. <laughs> <laughs> who as far as I can tell is blameless in all this yeah. uh earned my ire okay the fucking journalist god damn the journalist.
2: journalists journalists hmm journalists are usually the worst uh <laughs> so it's interesting that they they almost put the the public up against itself here in what it wants more does it want the life of this princess saved mm-hmm. which? absolutely they do uh you know they they take their royalty very seriously over there sure uh or do they want to see this crazy thing happen and i think they're they're torn as an audience they they don't know necessarily what what they want because they think what they want is to see this crazy thing happen this this
1: PM, which also fuck saves a pig. which also saves the the princess. So it's like I don't think they're in right. conflict I think.
2: Well, but then at the end of it they they clearly have a change of heart. I mean, you look at the people in that bar and they don't realize that what they Think they want to see is what they actually don't want to see. Hmm. It's the one thing they would rather not have happen.
1: Yeah, and I just, I was just, just in disbelief that, and I think the episode would have been stronger if they showed more of a mixed reaction than like mm-hmm. universal. And they, they did this all, all, all thing where they had instant polling, and the it seemed like by a wide margin, people were like, no, our prime minister should absolutely not cave to this demand and fuck a pig, right? Um, and then he, uh, an unauthorized side op. From one of his deputies, um, th- it was revealed that they were trying to stage a stunt, cock, I guess, uh-huh. and do some digital trickery to make it seem like he was fucking a pig and not really fuck the pig. Which I'm like, that's weird. From a like, th- th- what are you going to do? you secure the princess safety and be like, ha ha, we fucking tricked you. Aren't you? The-, the whole yeah. reason you don't cave to terrorists is so they don't do this shit again? If sure. you cave right. into, then then it just seems like you're going to have a cavalcade of this kind of, it's like, next it's going to be like, oh, let's have the queen go down on all of her corgis. Right. You're asking you know? for it,
2: for sure. Right. Uh,
1: and I and I appreciated a lot of the political angle, like, the prime minister. Like, we don't have this thing where the head of state, like, the we, we don't have, like, a figurehead and the person with actual authority, yet the figurehead also wields a great amount of cultural. Yeah. And, like... Soft political power like i I like the fact that the Queen essentially called him and said, Who oh, I expect you to fuck that pig mm-hmm. um I, I I like that aspect of it. I guess it would be like right. if i don 't know Speaker of the House was supposed to fuck a pig, and the President called and weighed in yeah,
2: it'd be like the President was supposed to fuck a pig and like
1: I that's uh, what I'm Oprah calls him up and says uh, fuck that pig. Beyonce Beyonce calls the Queen him Queen of America and says, calls fuck that calls pig. Up and, yeah, yeah she, they 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 uh they stole Blue Ivy. <laughs> and I oh, want you to fuck and, and that Obama's pig. And Obama's got to fuck the pig and and Beyonce's like you better fuck that pig and Jay-Z's yeah. like, "Yo, yeah. you know, and <laughs> That's that's he's got he's got to do it. Um got to I so I would you fuck a pig to save a person's life on camera? Oh sure, yeah, why not? I that sounds private citizen. Aaron Hubbard would fuck a pig to save a life. Sounds doable, yeah. If I was the dog catcher for bumfuck Kentucky, mm-hmm. I would absolutely not because there is no. I don't. I don't care how much or how little power. If you are a government figure, you just can't fucking. I mean, it, it's like it's like the, you either have national pride or you don't. Uh huh. And if you have national pride, that it's unconscionable to have any public figure fucking a pig on live television. <laughs> that is that is true, certainly. Uh, and as private citizen, Aaron <laughs> Hubbard, I'd expect the fucking national government to have my back. Like, I'm fucking this pig with the full understanding that the full faith, credit, and military might of my country is going to go into retribution to these assholes. Uh, well, you gotta, as, find, as them. You gotta find them. As payment for my selfless act. Oh, you can find them. Mm. They... they 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 drove Obama or Osama. Oh, they 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 drove Osama from his cave and drug him out of his villa and shot him. There's no fucking way they're going to let this pig fucker get away. They knew who they were looking for
2: though. The they other don't thing even know who you're looking for here.
1: The other thing I thought was got my blood boiling is when he gets there and he, and, and you realize that you, you, you it's not just fucking a pig for s. Whatever, mind you, got to fuck it to completion. To completion, I, that is the part that I couldn't do. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, it's I impossible. can't guarantee that I can bust a nut inside a pig. I can almost guarantee that I won't. Yeah, <laughs> that because, I can't, because not only is it the, not I, I don't know that I could bust a nut in my fiance if I knew that like literally <laughs> the whole world was watching this live on television. Like, right? I think that that's one of the un. Unappreciated uh, skill sets of the the porn star, the male porn star is and they, the
2: president apparently and uh, the, or the president the prime the minister. prime minister
1: is that they can perform on command now right I mean, it's just got more pathetic like they 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 showed, it was yeah. like an hour long marathon of him you know he I, I think he took Vi- Viagra
2: yeah he took some kind of pills which I assume is Viagra
1: and he, he and he's just just pumping away at this pig and sobbing and throwing up and vomiting it was actually a whole lot to take in.
2: Like, it was. There There were some real actual consequences for this man, despite there not being actual political consequences for him. Right. And, in fact, him, you know, being three points higher and all the polling the next year you and all that stuff. You fuck a pig
1: to save a princess and you only get three points? Yeah. I Jesus, mean, England. There are
2: easier ways to get three points, man.
1: I Yeah. Like, I'm just <laughs> like, you know, that's, not, that's a very subtle swing in popular opinion. I get that he was an unpopular prime minister. and Yeah. You know I guarantee there's a certain percentage of the American citizens that would want to see any given president or anybody fuck a pig. I mean some sure, people just yeah. want to watch the world burn and then some people just hate their political opponents that much, but nah, huh. not I'm, me.
2: I'm I guess I'm surprised that you liked it as much as you did because I I think, you know, the political stuff is there, but that's not the real the real thrust of this episode. The, <laughs> well, real, the real thrust, thrust uh, is about The internet and public opinion and also, you know, the titular black mirrors, the screens that we're all looking at constantly, right? Right. Because, I mean, the end of this thing, uh, we find out that not only did the president not have to do this because the terrorist released the princess 30 minutes before they even broadcast. It turns out
1: the terrorist was an acclaimed painter.
2: But right, this is all an art project. Um, And he's trying to prove the point that we are so busy, so involved in these screens that they're talking about uh, and and seeing the next crazy event that's going to happen that we don't pay attention to what's right in front of us, which is the princess has been released and you don't have to do any
1: of this. Well, So that's it. When I saw her walking alone on that millennial bridge or whatever the hell they call it, yeah. um, last scene being obliterated in Harry Potter. Uh I I was questioning like I don't care what is going on. I don't care mm-hmm. if we're landing the first man on the surface of the sun, like if, if or if there's aliens invading. And it's all on the news. Or if the aliens are invading and fucking a pig uh. that's fucking the president, <laughs> there's gonna be foot traffic on that bridge, right? At no so point is the, the, the streets just denuded of traffic that nobody like that's the thing. Like I I think they took the premise too far. to to, to where I no longer okay. took it seriously. Okay, well I to uh, I was gonna point.
2: say, yeah, I think you're overthinking it, and that the point is there to be made and that, you know, this is a little tongue-in-cheek, it's it's a lot of satire, it's
1: I took it way too personal. I was you not did, I, I yeah, did not you find were, this funny at all from I, the jump.
2: I could. yeah, I can tell. Yeah. I took this. Uh, very I found it seriously. pretty funny and pretty ridiculous and you know, the points that it was making. Yes, it was embellishing reality and the truth to do so, but I thought the points it's it's making are still valid. Mm. You know, it it has taken them to their crazy logical conclusion. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of what this show does and I don't know, I I think it worked. I mean it's an effective display. I think it of absolutely worked our, I just... our short attention spans.
1: Well, and, and our lack of attention, really. I don't know. I didn't think, to me, the premise itself was interesting. I didn't need the, mm-hmm. oh, you're spending too much time on your fucking cell phones and watching too much YouTube at the end. Because I think that's uh, that's a trite horseshit uh, uh, observation that took away from the power and simplicity of the, the plot itself. It's like, hmm. okay. what, you want to shoehorn... It'd be like if an after-school, like okay, you know how in, like when He-Man and GI Joe they would do like thirty minutes of brainless entertainment and then thirty seconds like a a moral message. Mm-hmm. Um, it'd be, but but then you also had after-school specials. It's like oh, you know Jimmy's gay or Teresa's got AIDS or you know somebody's getting you know, and it was like that's the whole point. Like it wasn't so much entertainment; it's it's all about like social commentary for today's youth. That's what it felt like. I felt like I watched an after-school special. And then He Man came on thirty seconds and gave me moral at the end anyway. Hmm. It's like the whole fucking episode is a moral, uh-huh. and that's what took it. Like I profoundly did not like the artist statement at the end. Having the artist okay. do it as an art project's fine, but yeah. releasing the pr- princess early and being like, oh, uh-huh, you if you weren't glued to your screens, you didn't have to fuck this pig. I'm like, no, no, I don't buy it. That's that's that premise is <laughs> that premise has no regard to not only current popular culture and how the world works but any conceivable like decades into a future version of that pop culture why doesn't it have any insight into current culture because i'm saying like i don't care what is going on in television there mm-hmm. will be people walking on that bridge there would be old be there would be people that don't care there'd be people like me that are like yeah but it's wa- not saying that
2: no one actually noticed this what it's trying to say is that the people I think that's exactly like, most point. people don't notice it and no one cares when it does happen so like but I don't believe that it's, to be true. Well, that 100% is true. I mean, look at all the shit that happens overseas that we just ignore as Americans. And the news largely ignores because we ignore it as Americans, and they're feeding us what we want to hear that or what we want to see. That seems like a good see.
1: moral for a different episode because that's not what the premise was. That's in downtown London and a very popular point that people would be so wrapped up in this pig fucking that no one would notice a princess 30 minutes after she was released.
2: Again, I think you're overthinking it. I think Maybe. you're taking – the reality of it a little too seriously whereas it's not meant to be reality it's meant to to state something to make a statement i mean it is art it's much like the art project that the the artist was was working on with this president and the pig fucking right it's it's not like <laughs> nobody's gonna
1: have a president fuck a pig because why would they uh-huh well no i don't know that that's actually true like i'm actually no one's done it no one's done it, but okay. it's one of those things like maybe it would you know Tom Clancy wrote about planes being used to fly into government buildings as a form of mm-hmm. terrorism fifteen years before 9-11 happened. Okay. Like, so
2: let's set the timer fifteen yeah, years from re- twenty eleven. Remind
1: me in fifteen years yeah. who's fucking a pig. Um I, I yeah, I don't I, I, I to me, I guess I don't think I'm missing the point. What I'm saying is I felt like yeah. that was that point was was perpendicular to where the whole thrust of this episode was going, which is, mm-hmm. you know, a new type of terrorism that isn't it's not even really terrorism. It's maybe psychological terrorism. You know, it's not blowing people up. It's not dismembering people. It's very personal and focused. Well I mean that's what new technology. Yeah, but I'm, it's a new form. Yeah, yeah. Just well, the same it's, w- Sure.
2: I I was thinking like just the power of public opinion um and the ability for this kind of information to spread immediately and out of control of anyone who would also, squash it. Also, a
1: very strong point that right. this episode made. And what what is the obligation of journalism? Right. And like in, Which in is report. barely
2: touched on. I mean, barely at all. There's one scene where they give it, like, a few seconds and basically just run with it.
1: Well, and, you know, they also had the thing like, you really got someone that's like a secretary to a cabinet member that's going to sell out vital state secrets for right. a flash of boob. Like what? The I like, don't know. That I mean, guy, a needs young to guy be, and probably honestly, an that guy needs to be fucking put in prison for treason. <laughs> uh, yeah. And, and I, I don't know. I, like I said, there's four or five really good messages, and then you got to the end, and they are all re- all that stuff is exactly plausible and things I could see happening in the world. Mm-hmm. And then they add the extra message: He Man came on and told me, "Don't play with matches." At the end, oh, in a world where matches can't catch fire and burn down houses, I, I don't know. <laughs> That's what I okay. thought was it. it, it lay, the end of the episode was robbed of a lot of the power because they made a point that I don't I don't personally, and I'm I'm pretty pessimist when it comes to and cynical when it comes to human nature. But I just yeah. – yeah, I just don't. There's there's no way that that happens in the U.K. or the U.S. or Canada.
2: I think the thing that bothered me the most in this episode was the reaction of his wife.
1: Uh, agreed.
2: Uh, she's a pretty terrible partner. Agreed. Uh, like, atrocious, to the point where I actually despise her at the end. Uh, agreed. She is not supportive in any way. She's not empathetic to what he's actually going through and the decision that he has to make. All she cares about is the image that she's going to have once people find out that her husband is a pig fucker.
1: Never to mind that it's whatever you're suffering is going to be. You know, you're not in the center of trauma here, exactly, lady. Yeah, your your pig fucking husband's at the say so You are the next step out from that. But he's getting the most intense of the scorn and the scrutiny. Yeah easily so i mean you can
2: you can denounce him you can divorce him you could do any
1: of those things like i didn't know my husband liked to fuck pigs i'm out what well, and that's the thing and you the, would and if she did that and was open and honest she'd be vilified in the public because that's a terrible thing he doesn't like fucking pigs right right but she acts as if this is about her and it's not it
2: is in it is in very tangential ways about her but not like you said, the central focus.
1: And I thought that there was some interesting things that did the beginning where like he chose to leave her in the dark and she had to find, like I,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and for, for, I was thinking like, okay, it is bullshit that they're not taught in contacting his wife because like after like maybe the queen and parliament and the military were informed, she should be right there. But for whatever reason, no one told his wife she had to storm in. And so Maybe some of that's resentment for that, but yeah, honestly, by the end of the episode, I'm like, no, fuck this lady. This yeah. is this is this is a terrible way to treat a person in a very terrible situation. <laughs> right. What choice does he have? Right. He, I and mean, he's, he's got re- all this pressure. He's got yeah. and, and and honestly, I thought that the the woman who went behind his back that um set up this unauthorized operation, like when he yeah. snatched her up and was like about to punch her, I'm like, I don't know how I feel about this, but then I'm like, you know what? I don't know if there's a right or wrong emotional or physical response to here. Like I this don't know how I would react. This yeah. woman single-handedly collapsed the possibilities that I had without my knowledge as supposedly the guy sh- calling the shots about my own fucking future, mostly. Right. She yeah. single-handedly collapsed this into a singularity where now I just have to let the princess die. Uh, And face public scorn and humiliate the country, or fuck a pig and do the same, and humiliate myself. I think I might grab a woman and choke her uh, (laughs) lightly and threaten her with bodily harm if 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 a person in my employee did that. (laughs) You know, like I almost think it'd be sexist not to. Absolutely, (laughs) if it was a dude, I would have fuck. I would have fucking flown. uh, Come at him crazy. Uh Um, Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah, I got, it. I was like, it just, I was fucking outraged from this, I was not finding any of this hmm. funny. Um, I found it all pretty funny. The journalistic pr- prostitution, I mean, that's, I keep, of late, I've been having a hard time because one of the big problems we have in this country, and probably around the world, is that our journalistic pr- institutions are crumbling and ailing and running out of money and, and... Chasing Mm -hmm. the things that are popular and not the things that are true and the things that are important. right? But a lot of that is on their own goddamn heads. Like a lot of the problems with journalists, journalism has been brought about by journalists and, you know, just like death by a thousand paper cuts of sacrificing their integrity, sacrificing their ethics – Mm -hmm. Making concessions to marketing, and it's like a it's a it's a down it's a it's a downward spiral. Like more money gets injected into the process, ethics are compromised, readership is lost. It's just you know, and I don't know how to fix it. It's like we definitely need strong journalism, sure, yeah, and institutions to keep our politicians honest. But well, it shows it shows this lowest common denominator
2: attitude. I mean, you can see that. I don't know if it was the BBC or if this was some like made up journalism network or something, right? Um, but they're unwilling to to run with this story because of the damage it might do. Which but, I thought was actually like you know that's that was a principled stand. Like this, absolutely, is... yeah. And then, well. Uh, somebody comes in the room and says, well, guess what? Facebook is blowing up with it. Twitter's blowing up with it. And not only that, but American media has latched onto it. And yep. now it's everywhere. Yep. Now that, even the big boys are doing it and they say, fine, fuck it. That, so, I mean, lowest common denominator there says, whoever runs with this story is going to get the views, right? And so sure. the views are what run the journalism industry, apparently.
1: And But that's the problem. So I think most of what's wrong with journalism is this desire to be the first to break it's no yeah, longer sure. informing mm-hmm. the people it's informing the people regardless of context as soon as you fucking can sure yeah. like this woman you know prostituting herself out to get uh literally prostitute she's paying mm-hmm. she's paying for information with sex to get access to this building and then she goes charging into cell phone and manages to get herself shot why did the british people need to know like if there's – if they're trying to cover it up, if they're trying – like, you absolutely try to get to the bottom of the truth. But do you have to do it at right this minute when it could jeopardize lies, when it could – you know, you, you, you rush and report incorrect information? Right. Like, I – does this scoop-centric nature of journalism – you know, and the eschewing of long-form investigative journalism—it's—I don't know, man. It's like it's like a crack addiction that's that's, that's 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 destroying the whole thing.
2: Yeah, I mean, it feels like it's from this sort of "information is power" sort of idea, where you know, the first person to have the info or the first person to give the info is given all the credit yeah. for getting that info. It's and- not
1: the boat. It's not. Who gets it best? Right. And who has the most reasoned take on it? It's like, yeah, you're right. Who's got the breaking fucking news?
2: Yeah. Because people view it as something special. Like, I've got information that other people don't. Right. And I guess that is kind of ingrained into us. I don't know. I don't I'm know not how to sure. stop I, it because it's, it's right.
1: essentially, it's essentially the, the intersection of capitalism and journalism. Sure. Uh, and I don't, you know, because... You know, this is essentially a a concept that was poorly argued throughout HBO's run of the newsroom. Uh Uh, The people that will stop doing that are going to pay a heavy price. Like they'll probably die Mm -hmm. trying to get back to the old ways of doing things.
2: Right. There's no incentive to do that. If you're a journalist, other than your own personal integrity,
1: right, and that doesn't get you anywhere, right, and I don't, you know, like I don't, I, I, I essentially feel like I'm a sing, I'm composing the song that's the end of Western civilization, but I don't know, I don't know how to, I don't know how to, what to do about it. Sure, <sighs> but yeah, the Brit- I thought the rule, that's the thing, like what what I admire about Black Mirror is they set a preposterous situation. And they just keep on making it worse like you have to you the princess is gone shit. Mm What's the demands demands are you fuck a pig. Yep. Fuck we have to clamp down no one can know so we can have the 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 peace of mind to like make this. Oh it was posted to YouTube.
2: Yeah. We got to get it taken down. We got, oh, we did. We did. It's it It's already popped shared 50,000, and now it's, yep.
1: it's, it's, it's you know, uh, and it just kept on getting, like, the other thing is, like, you got to fuck a pig. Okay, fine. Yep. Let's fake it. Well, it's got to be this gonzo constantly shifting angle and a certain bit rate and certain lighting because this guy's an artist, and he knows how he would fake it. And then you get there, and it's, like, you don't just get to fuck a pig for a bit. You have to do it to completion. Like, it's it, – that that was, I guess, half of the "quote unquote" fun of the episode is seeing how tightly plotted all that stuff was, and how people just really spent a long time thinking about the optimum way you could really fuck with a man.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, and it it you know plays off our worst instincts, which is you know essentially we're getting the things that we may not need, but it's the things that we want. You mm-hmm. know, it's we're. We have this morbid curiosity with certain things. Um, fucking a pig, for instance. I mean, that seems like uh, if that were to happen in this country, or I'm sure in Britain, in reality, people it would be very much be the same way. It mm-hmm. would be an event. Everyone would want to watch it. Um, at least I think so. Would you watch it?
1: No. Like I said, I would fight people to keep you watch it from watching. it. I
2: I would absolutely watch it, but I think I'd wait for it to hit Netflix. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you binge it i would yeah you don't want to you know wait for every grunting sweaty minute no i yeah. honestly think that it was almost it would almost be a patriotic duty not to watch it because mm, right. if you are watching it you are per, you are you, you know, uh, people can disagree, but I think it'd be your patriotic duty not to watch it because part of the terrorist demand is that this humiliate the government and the person doing it. And to right. the extent that you don't agree with the aims of the terrorist, then you should not give in and to what they want. Now, sure. absolutely. People would. Oh, yeah. yeah. Fuck. No, I wouldn't do that. I mean, I'd, I'd, I would like to think that I wouldn't.
2: Yeah, it's it's just Especially as Especially in
1: public. Oh god, like the idea that, uh, oh, that would be Oh, go to a bar and watch that. That's Come no, on. I
2: don't like to do that with most things. I alone. just wish
1: I just wish I just wish they showed a couple people like standing up and being like this isn't right. We shouldn't They did I think there was a little bit of that. Like, I it think was, there was so.
2: Tom Branson is in this, right? Tom Branson uh, from *Downton Abbey*. From Alan Leach. Yeah, he's in this, and his buddy was the only one who was like, "Come on, let's. We don't need to see
1: this." Yeah, that was the only voice. And I, and yeah. in reality, I think this would cause fights, and this would mm-hmm. cause like, there's no prime minister supporters in that or audience that would be like, "This is bull!" Like, shout or throw something at the TV, break something. like. I don't know. I I don't know either. I was surprised that there was, I mean, I think that's part of where the episode starts bordering on unrealism is that it does show this monolithic crowd, just rapturously happy that this guy's going to fuck a pig on live television and then slowly turn to disgust um, because that's what they wanted to do. And I, I don't know. That's, the, to the extent that they did that, that, like, they molded... They stepped away from realistic depictions of what would happen in this fantastic situation to bend the narrative to points that they wanted to make. I felt the episode was lessened by the that.
2: Yeah, I guess.
1: I mean... This is also... Yeah. A, a
2: little bit. I I just... I like the idea of this self-fulfilling prophecy sort of thing where, you know, we get what we want because that's what we want. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. like... What we want may not be good for us uh, in terms of this, and if we had, if we could just get off this idea of, you know, I'm I'm watching something crazy happen, and it has no value, and it's not it's not good for me, it's not good for anyone. Uh, if we could get away from that, then we would start getting things that are better for us more often. But that's not possible because we give into those pleasures, yeah, um, give into those those. Desires, I guess. Yeah. Um, it's – I don't know. I think it works really well with the the final message, which is, you know, if anyone had just stopped to look away from their screen long enough, they would have noticed the princess was already released and they wouldn't have had to go through with this. Right. It, it's that self-fulfilling, weird self-fulfilling prophecy.
1: I agree. But, like, a, you know, I mean, I've already ab- stated my objections to it. so. Yeah. Uh the other thing I enjoyed about this is this was kind of a who's who of uh Penny Dreadful and uh oh because it had the star the prime minister actually plays Frankenstein's monster in Penny Dreadful <laughs> Rory Kinnear okay who I thought was for the longest time was the worst part of the show but uh and then I actually really 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 enjoyed his plot this I think it's the best part of the the f- very flawed final season of Penny Dreadful I had Shazad Latif yeah, who plays uh Dr Jekyll he was uh, he was playing I think uh, uh, some kind of Muslim scholar that they drug up to con- you know to speak for all Muslims as far as like <laughs> okay. who is responsible for the attack right. in one of the side interviews. Uh, and also funny they had this thing where I think it's certainly I didn't recognize the actress. I guess an actress from Downton Abbey supposedly was best friends with the princess, and they're interviewing her.
2: Uh-huh. And I think it was
1: a fake actress, but they had the real Tom Branson from <laughs> Downton Abbey. I thought that was that 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 was quite enjoyable.
2: And they had Master Lewin. Master Lewin was kind of the you're right Maester Lewin.
1: Master Lewin was the was... Prime Minister's advisor. Yes,
2: yes, I think that's what
1: he was. Yeah, I'm not sure what you'd call. Like I, I don't know the t- proper terminology for all these different sub ministers.
2: I keep calling him the president. and I know he's not, not a president, the prime minister, but sure. you know,
1: sure. I don't know. Um, so yeah, like I said, private citizen Aaron would fuck a pig to save a person's life. Uh, public Pre- figure, president,
2: prime minister, Aaron.
1: nope, Nope. Nope. I say nope. We do not negotiate with terrorists, especially about pig right. fucking of all things. Okay. Do you think something? I'm, so one of the things that Kristen asked us that we haven't talked about yet is like, do you think this would happen? Which I think we did talk about. And why I think it could happen. Why hasn't it happened already?
2: Uh, It's a risky thing to do. Well, so it's it's more than risky. I mean, the guy at the end kills himself because he knows.
1: Because, yeah, the SAS is going to right. sooner or later crash through his front door and yeah. and the full might. James of Bond the... will
2: swing in through his window, assassinate him, and then yep. fuck his grandmother or something. I don't yep. know.
1: You're going you're gonna, to you're gonna be in for a bad time, and it's either going to in, it result in your death or imprisonment and unimaginably austere harsh conditions for the rest of your natural life right that's a pretty high (laughs) well for example like when we first did the commission podcast Uh speaking of what did we think was going to be the majority of the commission's We thought people were going to troll us. People are going to pay money to make us watch, essentially to be the Dr. Forrester of the Mystery Science Theater 3000 and just make us suffer. Right. Make us watch the worst unimaginable uh, drek and make a podcast out of it. Mm -hmm. We were pleasantly surprised the vast majority uh, of people wanted to actually get our sincere thoughts on things that they enjoyed. Mm -hmm. So with just. And why is that? With just a few hundred dollars at stake, yeah. essentially, any skin in the game, mm-hmm. the idea of trolling instantly becomes less appealing, yeah. which is why the internet, there's so much troll culture because it's free, it's cheap, it's easy, and there's consequence-free. Yep. The second there's a single consequence, that's when you start – people stop, start, stop acting like assholes.
2: And you have to start weighing the pros and cons, you know? Right. Is my point good enough? Will it be understood enough for me to pay the price to make it?
1: Now, that's just for trolls. Why a a, a terrorist organization hasn't done something like this, I don't know. And I guess I'm kind of afraid that... Except for, I imagine they would be like, well, just that's never going to happen. So if you... If you're going to blow up a building or shoot up a school or bomb a mall, you might as well bomb, do that with the element of surprise or rather than say, you got 24 hours to fuck a pig, President Obama or President Trump. Right. Um, and give them a chance to defuse it and and humiliate you on a national You flip it around and humiliate you on a national stage. I guess that's the thing because the stakes just, you know, so the president fucks, uh, best case scenario, the president fucks a pig. Uh-huh. I think. You know my understanding of the Western world and American culture and British culture is like I think that people would kind of unite with the pig fucker.
2: I I certainly would. Yeah, like I would. I would, I would empathize the hell out
1: of a person that that would humiliate themselves and degrade themselves to spare a person's like that's so, pretty so, fucking altruistic. So
2: let me let me ask you this: Does this? Does that? You've said two things that I think are kind of in conflict here. One of one of which is we do not negotiate with terrorists especially on the pig fucking thing yep the other is i think you could the public would understand if you went ahead and fucked that pig
1: oh i so what what do you, where do you come down on this well this is the ultimately? problem with representational democracy <laughs> um the, the 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 whole idea that like Imagine, and I'm pretty sure this is like um, a, a Ray Bradbury story, but imagine everyone had a button. Every citizen mm-hmm. over the age of 18 has something on their cell phone where they can do instant yes or no on something happening. Sure. If, let's say, uh, you know, President Trump's in office and Barron Trump, he's, what, 10, 11 years old, gets kidnapped, and some terrorists are like, we're going to pull his guts out unless we get all these guys released from all these prisons or like uh, whatever the demand is and if you ask the american public should should the president cave their demands to save their 10-year-old son i imagine a vast majority of people would push yes but i don't think that's a correct action and the reason we don't have that hmm. kind of technology is because mobs are dangerous and they don't think things through logically and with any kind of long-term consequences. And that's sure. why we have elected officials in lieu of that because in sober moments when things are calm, we're supposed to like, I want this guy. He's the best guy for the job. He's good. I trust him to make those decisions. Even if in the moment I wouldn't make that same decision. Sure. You know? Okay. But- uh. Yeah.
2: I, I mean, I certainly would be pushing the yes or no button dependent on the stakes um so like you know releasing a bunch of terrorists would be very different from fucking a pig. Sure. You know, fuck that pig. Who cares? Mm-hmm. Like big fucking deal. You're going you're going to save some people. Release a bunch of terrorists? I don't know. Now but, now
1: the equation changes. But but the pig fucking is a pretty slippery slope. Like the there's reason you just you have a blanket and don't negotiate with terrorists is because you're just encouraging that behavior to happen again. It's like for example, I used I, to think I
2: understand that. But, like, if the stakes are so low, like, what if the stake was we demand that you go outside the White House and scream uh, I love America into the air?
1: Okay, that's yeah. Well, now you're negotiating with terrorists. Right. Right.
2: That's my point. Like the pig stakes, if (laughs) certainly in my mind are not stakes at all. I mean, yes, the man is humiliated because he's fucking a pig, but that I stinks. know he didn't choose to fuck that pig. Yeah. I know that he's only doing this to save a life. I'm not going to fault him for that. Yeah. So, like, for and, me, I would hit that no button. And I guess that's why I said the, I would hit that yes private button.
1: citizen versus public figure because it's not, like, the president fucking a pig is not just a president fucking a pig. He mm-hmm. is, it's America fucking the pig. And there is something I don't I don't know what it's worth, but national prestige and honor and respect is worth something on the national stage. Sure. And
2: but I I almost think I mean that almost seems like a noble sacrifice to me.
1: Yeah, maybe. But there again, in, not, that, like, in this one instance, when you're dealing, certainly. I'm not sure when you're dealing with the Putins of the world, and we're dealing with uh, whoever the hell runs China, the, uh, China and the world, and North sure. Korea. Like I don't know that they have as high minded. I, ideals is all that and and the the reality is that's <laughs> yeah, like like if you're maybe. just negotiating with your allies that's that that's that's what was all diplomacy then you could do whatever the fuck you want and nothing would matter because we're all friends you have to you have to uh, eventually negotiate with people that don't respect you and don't like you and 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 want to trick and deceive you and that's where fucking the pig are like well shit they fucked a pig because one person's life like i don't know I don't I don't know what the thought process would then feed into these more kind of sinister or not sinister antagonistic um sure. th- people that we'd have to, to to deal with. I don't know like I said it's, if, if the whole line though I will fuck you like a pig <laughs> if you don't do what we want. I will fucking take I will go at you for an hour <laughs> and I will not stop until I get my nut. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean maybe that would be terrifying to <laughs> to the the premiere of China. I right. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, you touch Taiwan and I will fuck you uh, Yeah, I don't know Yeah,
2: he just needed to own it a little more Just yeah. go in there, gung-ho Just ready to fuck this pig mm-hmm. None of the crying, none of the gnashing That's the thing like, if Just I,
1: go in there and bang the shit out of that pig I think, yeah, private assistant Aaron Hubbard Would would give a nice workman-like performance he would, <laughs> I would I would, uh, I would, would curate the, 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 the visual things I had in the media which uh, uh-huh. And my peripheral those. vision and all that and yep. That's the other thing it's like, I think he was spending a lot too much time looking at the pig yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're like right. that's you, you that's went why wrong. it took an hour. It's, it's like when you're walking on a tightrope, don't look down, man. When you're fucking a pig, absolutely don't look down. <laughs> yeah, stuff yeah. some. Waxing. I would want some VR goggles. That's what I would want. <laughs> sure. Well, I mean, then, then you're essentially using a flashlight as far as you're concerned.
2: Right, right, right. That's the whole point. Yeah. Like, if you're ever going to get off. You gotta, you gotta just do everything <laughs> you can. I'm pretty sure a
1: VR helmet would probably be against the rules in this contest, but oh right, his face but, wouldn't be showing. Yeah, yeah. Well, you rip your eyes off and replace them with Geordie style things that there can you go. beam any kind of. Yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. Like I said, it, there's a lot of complicated things, and I was surprised. I, I don't know. I feel like this. I enjoyed this a lot, um, and it got me worked up. But I couldn't help but think that if they were a bit more even-handed and treated some of these more realistically from a political Mm -hmm. um, and a public reaction standpoint and showed a little bit more variety, that it would actually have been a stronger point than the points that they kind of forced it to make. But clearly you don't agree, so maybe I'm wrong. Uh, Well, difference of opinion. What else do you want to talk about?
2: Uh, I just want to say I really like the show, um, and it's made by a guy named Charlie Brooker, and he made one of my other favorite... Uh, series. It's not one of my favorite series, but it's probably my favorite zombie Mm miniseries, which is Dead Set. He made that uh, a couple of years before he made this, Mm -hmm. and I really like that. It's about a zombie outbreak that happens on the set of a reality TV show, like Big Brother style. Mm -hmm. It's really good, Mm -hmm. as far as zombie things go.
1: Hmm. Really good. I've never I mean, I I was not familiar with any of this guy's work, and but you know, three episodes in, I'm pretty highly impressed. And you say this is the worst or the least? I think I so. Say? But
2: after having discussed this one with you, you might like the next one the least. Oh well, shit. I know. Yeah, number <laughs> three is fan fucking tastic all around. Though. Okay, okay. And goddamn it, is it intriguing? Really. So. All right. Well, well have I'm planning to talk about, about, about there.
1: Uh, so, uh, I mean, I, I almost want to finish, but we're not. We're just going to hit nope. pause, and the next time, uh, it, some amount of time will pass for us, but it'll be instantaneous for you, and we'll be on to the next one.
2: All right, we're back with 102, uh, 15 million merits. This yep. is the one that I. This is my second favorite one. Okay. Of the season. Why did Why did you think that I would hate this one? Uh, or not like it, I guess. I, you said something about contrivances, and I think there are a couple of contrivances in this. I is at least what I remember from that first podcast. Well, I guess uh, I, I'm
1: more apt to uh, forgive for contrivances when they're so far into the future or so evolved okay. from present society that I can no longer draw useful conclusions. Right. So, like, I'm read if I buy a world where people live in hamster cages full of mo- uh, full of uh, bicycles that mm-hmm. I guess power human society in some kind of Rube Goldberg (laughs) Uh Matrix way, then sure, why not?
2: Okay, maybe, now that I'm thinking about it, maybe it was that you thought episode one, like, covered a little too much. Maybe, like, tried to make too many statements about too many different things. And I feel like there's a lot going on in this episode.
1: I do think this thing would have been a stronger would have been stronger by far had they focused on I I think if the guy just slit his own neck on live television <laughs> that would have been a perfect ending to this. Instead, I think so. they decided to make it about selling out, I guess. It's a, yeah, it's a lot darker the way it went.
2: I think personally than the guy killing himself. Mm-hmm. Um, at least if uh. he's killing himself, he's making a statement. Here he's just you know, participating in the system.
1: But why? Like what about this person, I mean, is that is, is the point they're making that anyone will sell out regardless of the circumstances? Yeah, so I think when presented the opportunity, because this guy was ideologically motivated enough to save up right. fifteen million like mind numbing credits just to just to stick it to these guys, uh-huh. and then they're like, "Oh, we're going to give you a television show where you can say this shit." I, I don't know. I, I guess right. It's kind of an allure of of stardom. I guess an allure of uh, fame and wealth. Just nothing about this guy's character m- made me think that he would be open to that kind of plea.
2: Right. It, it makes me wonder why did he take it? Yeah. Why I do don't you know. think he took
1: it? I don't think th- I. So do you think that's a failure of okay, the show? I, or did you not? I almost want it? to say just throw up my hands and be like, I don't think he would have, and I think it's dumb. But I'm going to try to answer your question. Okay. Uh, I because I did briefly entertain the idea of maybe he did the calculus and he thought, um. I can spit truth to people and, and maybe wake people up and be right. more of a civil even if I'm selling out and I'm doing it from this mansion cubicle and or, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. maybe that's better than if I just take my life, although I think he would have reached more people and woke more people up had he taken his own life. And it doesn't seem yeah. like he's even particularly enjoying the fruits of her his fruits of his labor
2: is he so i'm trying to figure that out because he, he very is. has he very much has this like ritualized relationship with this piece of glass at the end right like almost as if he's bought in. he he has bought into the the very system that he's so despised which brought him to the point where he he got an offer you know mm-hmm. like at the end he's seen taking this piece of glass and putting it down in a case in a very ritualized fashion he's staring out at you know this big, out this big bank of monitors i guess so toward... he,
1: he still doesn't even see the outside i thought maybe right. there he's he's <laughs> finally gotten an outside view but i mean what is this world, so in this system what is this world like i don't understand like the there and maybe that's a strength of the episode that like there's a lot of things just outside the fringes of my uh, understanding like what's up with the right. people wearing yellow why does everyone wear, wear yellow sweatpants why is everyone Except for Simon Cowell and Paulo Abdul and Randy Jackson, like uh, why does everyone live this gray, miserable existence and pimp out their digital selves? Why is everyone pedaling bicycles? Why? Yeah. So it seemed like I, I think what was happening here is that
2: they are powering mm. their civilization, right? Which I mean, that just is I, a there's hard a lot sell of metaphor me. here, and yeah, 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 sure. And it's more steeped in the metaphor than it is the actual realities of this world because you know they're trying to say something and you know, fact and
1: logic be damned
2: in order to get I wonder the if this is, across. like, one of
1: the nightmares. Now, cause so I've been thinking a lot about this of late. Like, um, at what point does automation, you know, drive us to the point where work is superflu- super- superfluous for 90% of the population, mm-hmm. at which point either they have to die or the people that are... Because it's not like that... Um, when you automate something, the value that's being derived from that labor is not going anywhere. It's still, it's still enriching the people that are owning the automation. It's just now you've yeah. replaced that labor with automation. Mm-hmm. So um, it seems like there's going to be the situation where we have a world coming quickly, I think, like where maybe a third to half of people not only don't have to work but can't work. Mm-hmm. And you know, there's a couple ways that could go through to the Star Trek Utopia, where we have matter replication and essentially unlimited in, uh, uh, energy, and everyone just does what their heart desires the whole time. If they want to sit on the butt and play video games. They want to be like Cisco's dad and open up a cafe in San Francisco. Uh-huh. They want to go explore the universe in a starship, whatever. There's no, you know, there's no limits placed on you by what you can afford because everyone has the basics. And there's a lot of stuff even now. People are like trying to prime us for this post automation universe by saying we should have a guaranteed basic income where everyone gets this minimal payment that al- allows them to take care of all their material that needs mm-hmm. like food, shelter, clothing. Is this some kind of nightmare scenario of that where we still have this puritanical desire to punish people that don't work and make the, like it's, it's, like it's literally doing nothing. They're saying it powers a spotlight or whatever, but really this, this is just busy work. Mm-hmm. So that they can divvy out there and and earn quote unquote earn their rewards rather than just give it to them, you have to ride this fucking bike for eight hours a day. It doesn't do anything, but it satisfies our desire to force people to work because that's you know we we come from a situation where a freeloader on society is it is a is a net drain on the resources to the future where the net the freeloader might be something you're forced into. There's nothing useful for you to do.
2: Sure. I mean, I I don't know that this episode necessarily has commentary on that. I feel like it's more commenting on the the complacency of society and the uh, you know the entertainment industry and you know how we kind of fuel that very thing. I mm-hmm. mean, if you look at episode one, it was it was certainly um, th- there are some parallels to be drawn here, like. You know, the idea that the, the public is the very thing that's allowing these systems to flourish. Because, I mean, in this episode, you can you can clearly see they're powering the lights, for instance, on this entertainment uh, show, whatever it is. This mm-hmm. American Idol-esque right. uh, Star Search kind of thing. Show us what you got. <laughs> right. Uh, but But it's those... It's that class of people who are riding the bikes who are powering this whole thing and mm-hmm. enabling it. Mm-hmm. And it's also the thing that's keeping them down, right? I mean, they're 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 complicit in a system that is imprisoning them. Yeah. And I think that's the real thrust of this episode, is what it's trying to get at, is the idea that you know, the the co opting of the media, even of the things that would destroy it. Like you look at the speech that this guy gives at the end, which is is violent in its intensity Mm -hmm. i mean it is raw and it is completely honest the most truthful thing he's ever seen on the show before right uh and and he takes that and he packages it and he sells it and it now it is part of the system it's no longer a problem for the system it becomes part of it and i think it's interesting like you know as a podcaster and if if i'm trying to get you know, I'm, I'm selling this idea of authenticity mm-hmm. because that's kind of how we started and that's what we are is right. we're not part of, you know, the TV industry. Right. Right. And we're going to tell it to you like it is. At what point point? when do we become big enough that that is actually a piece of the system? So it was interesting for me to think about personally. Hmm. Uh, and I feel like that's where the show is really going, because at the end, this guy is a part of it. I mean, despite what he thinks he might be able to accomplish. Like, is there a point where you become so deeply ingrained in the system that whatever you have to say, be an anti-establishment or not, is also a part of that system?
1: Yeah. I mean, that's an interesting take on it. Um, it's interesting cause this felt like a long episode. It felt like it was yeah. longer than the other one. And I thought the, the star, the Daniel Kaluuya, mm-hmm. I think is this. I, I have no idea how you pronounce that Kaluuya, but, um, it's certainly not Kalua. Uh, <laughs> he's throughout the most episode has this like very flat affect and he's just doing nothing just so that last speech he gives can just blow you the fuck away. Yeah. Which is pretty generous as an actor to essentially act like you can't act or you have nothing, no passion or nothing to say and then you yeah. let it all out at the end. Um, But I thought that was a little bit weak because I had a hard time kind of connecting with his character and seeing, like, Mm -hmm. you know, what he really felt about situations and whatnot. He does come alive a little bit when – I forget what the – I don't know any of these characters' names. His name's Bingham
2: and her name's Abby.
1: So she's Bing and Abby. Okay, Bing and Abby. And Jessica Brown Finley, which I have a huge soft spot for for her (laughs) portrayal as uh, Lady Sybil from Downton Abbey. She's the British Scarlett Johansson, yeah? Yeah, except for i not that crazy. About Scarlett Johansson, and for okay. whatever reason, I guess if you get an olive skin, dark haired uh, uh. Scarlett Johansson is where it's at. Um, yeah, I'm with you. She's fantastic, and I like you, you have her, you know, weighed in on her sweat. But I, like, I don't understand society enough. to like, why is this the first time he's seen her? It seems like everyone's assigned to the exact same banks and whatnot. And... So she
2: says that she oh, just she... turned 21 and just came to the facility. Like, she wanted to go to a different one because her sister was there, but that was all full, so she <sighs> came here.
1: Okay. So there's a little bit of world building there about – but I, Yeah, I, like when you're an adult. You, yeah. When you turn
2: 21, you have the
1: option, or do you? You have to, like, if you're a certain I'm, class? I, I don't know. i I'm would like sure. I would like to know more of that myself. Um, mm-hmm. And she replaced the guy who got turned into a yellow, right? Yes. That's why there was an opening. Yeah. Okay, so that explains why he's seeing her you for the first time. turned into a janitor,
2: which there's some weird classist stuff going on here.
1: Right, it seems like. But but is that because this guy? Like, I don't understand how you get fat in this society. If you have, right. to, if you have to peddle your ass off for junk food... It seems like that's a self-correcting cycle. Like I don't know what the exploit is for people to just. Maybe you
2: come in fat. Maybe you're before you're 21. So I don't know if you're forced into this when you're 21 or if you decide to go. It can't be something if someone
1: decides.
2: Or why not?
1: Well, because it's not a take your shot. You have to then earn 15 million Mm -hmm. units, which seems like a you know what do you say that six months essentially six months of labor.
2: Yeah, this very this very very much felt like white collar which were the bikers, uh, blue-collar
1: sort of people, which were the janitors, and then the the stars, right, the elite. See, I thought that was a – and that's my standing so far problem with Black Mirror is they try to shove – Too much commentary into any one episode. Like here, you got. I was
2: worried you wouldn't like it. You've
1: got, and I no. I thought this was fine. It's just, it's just fine. You know, I didn't get like pumped up about it. I didn't get angry about it. it. I saw and I appreciated what they're saying. Like they have commentary on fat shaming. Right. They have commentary on social media and what an empty life it is and how people waste their time. Like how social media. It's starting to become an extension of our materialistic lifestyles, except for now we're exchanging time and energy and money for things – for literally things that aren't even real. Yeah. And I – you know, as, as a gamer who is largely uh, immune to that response, like I don't really spend money even on games I'm super passionate about mm-hmm. um, or very rarely, and I, I do it for a utility more than like a decoration thing. I'm always amazed at people that will drop 30 $40 just to make the character look snazzier. Yeah. Uh, and I'm outraged that people can drop 20 dollars to essentially win the game. I mean, this like is, I wouldn't even play a game like that.
2: This is very much in a nutshell this the situation you see in gaming, which is like so many gamers decry these microtransactions. They're like, mm. "Fuck this! I hate this this method of funding a game." And then they right. go out and they buy it anyway. Right? I mean, you are supporting, you are propping up the very thing that you hate.
1: But there's also a little bit of commentary about like the idioc- idiotocracy thing, like right. where you've got the guy who I just found. <laughs> despicable. The of course, road. Like you're he, to. He's not funny, he's not yeah. smart, he's not insightful, he is just a... He's a, a public f- porn watcher. He's just a consumer, and not only that, he, a fairly ignorant one. I, it, yeah. There's so much stuff piled on here, and then they had, like, I th- I felt like her accepting the porno job with some kind of jab at the porno industry, that she's just strung out on jo- like drugs. even And I thought that was also weird that like before they take the stage of American Idol, they're made to drink this this stuff that will make them comply with anything that's suggested. So like yeah. what is the authentic choice they're even being asked to make? Right. Um, but I really don't understand why he made the choice at the end, because it does seem like an en- and ent- eth- eth- antithetical, whatever the fuck. I'm It seems <laughs> like, yeah. thank you, to everything that he stood for thus far in an episode. And that's like, I don't, even Even if you take out Jessica, um, uh, fit, what is her name? Finley. Jessica Brown, Brown Finley. Finley. Even if you take her out of the equation, uh, I still don't think he would do it. But the fact that he thinks that they murdered this unique snowflake gift of a person and enslaved her into some weird porn empire... -hmm. I don't know. Like, I I just don't don't understand why he did it. I don't understand why he sold out unless the argument is he thought he would make a bigger difference. Right. Trying to wake up people and, you know, but then.
2: And I think he might have thought that in the beginning, but by the end, I feel like he has turned a corner on it and he's now just. It's just living part of a the schtick. life right now now he's turned into one of the people that he so despised so I guess that's
1: what I'm saying like I feel like Brett Black Mirror is very cynical mm-hmm. and I don't oh, yeah I'm not I, as, as, I know this might be a surprise to people but I'm not that cynical of a person mm-hmm. like I can tell you everything is wrong with the world but I also think that in the final analysis we shall overcome and prevail because yeah we have so far you know we got a several thousand track year tra- record sure. year track record of overcoming and things getting better and and whatnot it was an occasional step back here or there, but I don't know. Like I said, like what am I supposed to think at the end of this episode?
2: Uh, I think you're supposed to be devastated by the outcome.
1: So I, going, I don't think this is positive in any way. Okay, I agree with that. Okay, I agree with that. But I think that the only uh, I would I'd only really feel that devastation if I thought if I really got inside his head and felt what he was feeling in that moment and. But they don't, because he was. uh, Other than when he's animated and telling these guys to fuck you, like he's such a cipher that I don't. When he goes back to the blank effect and he's processing their decision, and then we see him at the end giving more, you know, scripted kind of, you know, outrage. Mm -hmm. I don't understand why, and then he looks at the window enigmatically, and maybe that, maybe I need to see it more times. I don't feel like I want to see it more times because I thought this episode was just kind of okay, but
2: yeah. Uh, yeah, it also has an interesting commentary on stardom. I think, um, you know, a lot of people wish they could be stars. A lot of people want to be famous and wealthy. Uh, and that, that seems like a dream. And, you know, you've got, you've got Abby here, uh, being co-opted into the porn industry and her speeches always kind of end with that, right? Like, Oh, I live, I meet all these, good looking guys and i live in a fancy place my Mm. life is a dream i love Mm it uh but you can clearly see that she doesn't mean any of the things she's saying right um and there's a couple of lines which also
1: might be commentary on consent you know they fucking roofie her oh yeah and keep her roofied throughout her existence is that you know whether she enjoys it or not is almost beside the point. Did she ever agree to this in any kind of sense of the the word, right. eth- ethical sense of the word?
2: And there's also the idea the the uh, Rupert Everett, uh, Everett, sorry, who's one of the judges. He's the Simon, Simon Cowell. Cal, yeah, yeah. Um, he, when he's describing this, he basically says, "You have you have almost a duty to the people who will never be in your spot." To take advantage of it, right? Like, the people who aren't as beautiful or talented or anything like that, if they were given the opportunities that you are given right now, they Mm -hmm. would snatch them up in a second. And if you don't, it's a slap across their face. Right. He kind of positions it as that. and I, Which is
1: weird because he doesn't have to because she's drugged.
2: Well, I wonder, like, how effective that drug is. Like, does it actually make you... Unable to say no. It's or... called
1: compl- it's literally called compliance, and it's compulsory to drink before you go on the stage. So, yeah, I wonder. And what's what's really interesting is that so that implies that she didn't have an authentic choice, mm-hmm. but he did because he didn't drink that. Uh, absolutely, yeah. He kept her trash, and
2: which, and which is probably what they're getting at, right? Whether whether you get up there and and you're influenced by outside forces or internal forces, mm-hmm. you're still going to make the same decision. And that's certainly not true of everyone, but I think it's the more cynical view to take of people.
1: What's up with the penguin?
2: uh I, this is his totem. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, she makes
1: it out of origami as 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 some way uh-huh. to have some kind of artistic self-expression in her day. It's and it's destroyed every day. Yeah. Then at the end, you see that he's made like a long-lasting metal one, which implies that he still, uh, has feelings for her. But it's mm-hmm. weird to erect an idol to the thing that you're betraying the memory of every single day.
2: I know. Which yeah, it's...
1: feels like there there this should there should have been more to this story. They should have either ended it before, or there should be more to this story. Yeah, I'm kind of with you.
2: And, and I actually never felt the love story on this. Like, it seemed very, very shortcutted. Like well, this guy. I also just... think
1: it was one sided. I don't think she yeah, was yeah. in love with him. And I and they also set up the little mousy girl that was in love with him, which I. I think it's completely pointless. I think it's only there to make sure that you understand that her relationship with Bing Mm -hmm. is the same as Bing's relationship with uh, Abby. Did you say her name was Jessica Brown Findlay?
2: Yeah, but it's it's so weird because it's not even just that it's one sided. It's it feels gross in that he's kind of buying her affections here, like her physical affections. Right? I mean, he's. He's buying her this 15 million credit ticket that's super expensive, mm-hmm. would take her six months to earn. He's giving it to her. And mm-hmm. then on the way up in the elevator, he's trying to hold her hand. He's he's taking but far she...
1: more advantage of this situation than he really should be. Really? Because I thought you know? offering your hand, like holding someone's hand is not necessarily a sexual. I mean, I think he was taking it a sexual, but right. I don't think she was. and. That that she was reading that as him trying to be a friend, and he's trying to get you know he's trying to. Pre- I don't even know yeah, what that it, looks it felt- like. What does it look like to fall in love and and this world?
2: And what does it? I mean, what does it look like if I work six months and I spent all the money I got during that period on a gift for someone? There are expectations attached to that gift, right? The, the Certain gratitudes, mm-hmm. and and whether I don't know they, they should be, but yes, so sure. right. I mean, it's it's societal pressure at yes. that point.
1: It's the, the old like you take you, if, you, if you go after steak and lobster, right there in the menu. There's dick on the side,
2: right? And I'm not saying that that's a good thing. I think that's nope. a
1: bad thing, sure. Uh, but
2: it's certainly ingrained and it's built in. And I felt that in this story, and I didn't like it. Huh? It, the, the starting their relationship this way made it feel, like, less of a positive relationship and more of, like, an advantageous thing for him. But that also
1: might be part of the commentary, which is yet another thing they're trying to do, which Maybe is kind so. of, like I said, you know, they they got this kind of, um, they're playing with the idea of consent and they're playing with the idea of this nice guy, you know, offering this thing with no strings attached, except for it does kind of have some strings attached. Yeah. So... Yeah, and again, that's where I think this stuff is very much a mixed bag because like I don't at the end there's so many things they're throwing against the wall and seeing what sticks. I don't think any of it did.
2: Hmm. Okay.
1: And then on top of th- that, you have this extremely unrealistic ser- scenario that I'm trying to figure out. Um <laughs> I mean one of the reasons I stayed engaged is I kept on paying attention thinking that eventually this will make sense or hmm. there'll be some kind of twilight zone matrix reveal of something horrible about the society. Oh, I think Other there than was. Just, oh, no, I think there is, too. The society yeah. is just gross in a vulgar kind of way, like a common, just nothing interesting happens – yeah their video games are even shit,
2: <laughs> you know, and this show bother guts. I couldn't help but be reminded of idiocracy. That's ow my balls, yeah, I mean that's yeah. essentially what it is. and apparently, this is like a game show where you're trying to beat the hosts,
1: well, yeah, you're trying somehow? I mean, it's it's it's, it's also you're you're your, you are humiliating fat people, mm-hmm. the yellows, and you're also yeah, i I, I don't know, I don't know, yeah. I, the, I mean, the other thing commentary is the um, online commercials. Yeah, and I—that's that's the one that's the that most I frightening thought, part to me. That's the one that I thought was cool, like the coolest part, and it's also yeah. just kind of very low key. The whole idea that like you can not even shut your eyes because it'll right. detect it and then be obnoxious as fuck until you comply, which is kind of yeah. where, like, I got ad block, so mm-hmm. you know, and I don't, I try to strategic and judicially judiciously use it. Uh-huh. Um, like I don't run around ad block all the time. I run around ad block. Like if I'm at a site and they fucking cover my whole screen with something, yeah, ad block. Sure, you know. Um, and then like if I'm on a site that uh, doesn't do that kind of stuff and still has the ads and stuff, I don't. But I don't know. I mean, that's kind of hip, that's kind of moral hypocrisy too. It's not. Why should I be able to make those choices? In In reality, those things are either effective or they're not. And you know, I. Well, I so. I don't know. To me, this was the scariest part
2: because it's something we live with today. Yeah. uh, It's all over the place. And it's not like you. you, Yeah, your mind immediately goes to the online stuff. But think about in a given day how much advertising you see. It is far more than you realize. Pervasive. Far more. Yeah. I mean, you walk outside your house, you literally are bombarded with advertising
1: every second. And and we are human ad blocks because we drive past billboards and like we, we see them, but we don't. Right, but there's no way to get rid of that, and it mm-hmm. it
2: makes me it makes me wonder why the hell we allowed this in the first place. Why are we allowing billboards on our streets? Oh, yeah. Well, you're rubbing your fingers together, money. Yeah, because the people, yeah. because the, people that,
1: but... the people that have the land to put it up are offered money, and then that's the right. only consideration.
2: Yeah, it's it's shocking to me because it is essentially what's happening in this in this episode, which is advertising. You are powerless to remove. Right and if you don't want to see any advertising whatsoever in your life guess what it's impossible right so you you are that choice is removed from you and it's you know it's extra interesting here because like those noises that they're using those high pitched tones to get you to resume viewing of the advertising mm-hmm. is actually the same kind of thing they did in the last episode right before the pig fucking thing to get people to turn the stuff ah, off
1: sure sure
2: it was i noticed that it was really kind of you're right tricky you, and when cool. you see them
1: right back to back it's it's hard not to make that connection
2: yeah but i i don't know that to me was the scariest thing where you are essentially spending money hard-earned money they're biking all day in order to remove advertising that you should have the option to not see for free
1: well, and the other thing is like, I guess I, I was more curious about the world, and I wish they'd spent more time on that because, like, you're ma- you're allowed to make decisions about what entertainment you consume and mm-hmm. where you consume it, and you're allowed to make decisions about what you eat and drink. Yeah. You're not allowed to make and, – and you're allowed to do whatever the fuck you want with your fucking virtual avatar, but nobody can do anything but wear gray sweatpants? Yeah. Like, why don't they sell stri- a red stripe down your sweatpants for – I don't you know, know. 10,000 uh, that's the the weird thing about this version of capitalism is like if you can sell a red stripe then someone's virtual sweatpants for 1000 merits i bet you could sell a real red stripe for 2000 10,000, yeah yeah so well i think uh, maybe so- that's what the like they've realized is like if we ban that we actually make more money because the virtual i mean right vir- virtual shit is Zero cost. We've learned that as for podcasting. Coffee. Like, it's a yeah, hell of a yeah. lot easier to make a podcast than it is to fucking stuff t shirts in the bag and sure. the mail them out to people. Sure. So, like, if given a choice, you always want to do digital fulfillment because that's zero extra work. It also makes me realize, um, you know, what a, what a, what a scam it is that they sell virtual products at the same rate, like for video oh, yeah. games. Like you can download something for sixty bucks, or you can go out and buy the disc for sixty bucks. Yeah, that digital download is so much more profitable. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. But on the other hand, maybe that's why, like you know, video games haven't really increased price in like twenty years. Right. Maybe that's why because like increasingly they're more profitable because they're more, more digital. Sure, <laughs> definitely. I'd say. I, don't know.
2: I-, I think. I think the gray sweatpants, like these, all. Everybody kind of looks the same here. I think that's just a an indication of how the system views us, yeah, as it's, Consumers.
1: It's, it's just a dystopian
2: thing, yeah. Yeah, it, but I mean, it, it does say something about you know the cogs that we are kind of in this machine. Yeah, and and how I we're mean, all implicit. now that I'm
1: talking about it. Maybe you're right because I increasing as uh, the more I talk about it, the more I see this episode as being kind of hacky. Not only is it. Way too unfocused, but it also just employs every kind of... It stands on the shoulders of much better dystopian works. Uh, It stands on the the backs of 1984 and Equilibrium and... Mm -hmm uh you know brave new world and even there's even elements of like the island and all that and that too yeah. to and and it gets all that shit for free it didn't come
2: up with it Yeah it's sort of just a modernized version of of a stew of kind of all of those things
1: Exactly so yeah. i i just kind of sometimes um i wish that they had picked a thrust and really fully explored that concept within this world rather than try to just make so many damn points
2: Yeah you're right and i think so i think you will be pleasantly surprised by the next episode I mean you've built I mean to be
1: honest you've really built
2: it up like episode 3 is real strong and it doesn't matter like you without like knowing the whole episode and and the premise and how it turns out Mm -hmm. I think no matter how much people say oh I loved it it was amazing your expectations probably aren't high
1: enough Cause it's, wow it's really good holy shit i just increased them double now <laughs> there you what? go now what motherfucker you want to say you know again? what
2: increase them again <laughs> increase them again and then watch it <laughs>
1: they're at a thousand percent higher now what um but but uh, the next episode is much more
2: focused okay it's much more about one thing
1: well it's funny because like all of the season three have you seen any season three black mirror not three. I've seen the first two. All the season three Black Mirrors have been much more singularly focused, which is why I was yeah. kind of maybe that's they've 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 realized themselves. I was like, hey, you know what? Uh huh. I mean, last one I thought was pretty focused, but then they shoved like I said a He Man or GI Joe moral at the end on top of it. I'm like, huh? This one it's just like what what you know? What are you rebelling against? What do you got? Right. Social media, <laughs> rape culture. uh, you know, selling advertising, out, advertising, starting yeah, everything, like everything. Yeah, like everything,
2: everything. yeah. Uh, I'm with you. The, these are definitely the weaker two. Yeah, uh, this first one and the second one. Like uh, I said,
1: I wouldn't describe the first one as weak at all, and I won't. I wouldn't even describe this one as weak. It's just
2: no, I like this one a little more.
1: Yeah, I I, 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 I like it fine. I just felt like that again. Any t- you know, it the, 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 the seemed like ob, and, and these are things that I thought were fairly obvious. That like on the script stage they should realize that hey, there's way too much here and, and maybe this is even like you yeah. know in fact this was almost an hour, no commercials, right? Uh huh. Which like, wow, there was a lot of there was a lot of quiet just staring at a guy consuming media and whatnot that sure. maybe yep. they didn't need to have there. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's my thought you got anything else you want to talk about in this episode? No, I think that's about it all right i've set my I've set my expectations for the next episode to be infinity times infinity plus one <laughs> okay, good. We will see when we return what that how that goes i- I guess the thing that really bugs me and and i underst- maybe I understand why this decision was made is for me the moment where I actually felt something real was where Bing has, he's invested his entire inheritance. Mm-hmm. Um, and we can see that he uses this because he's very dissatisfied with the world and he doesn't like this advertising and he's got the ability to just casually dismiss, um, which that's another thing I liked. I liked all the UI elements, like how they interact with the digital world and did like the kind of oh, here go away and like, and yeah, that, like, yeah. but very low key minority report. I thought that was yep. really cool uh but he goes to onto this uh, hot shots or whatever uh she craps, Wraith Babes she 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 gets shunted over the Wraith Babes he's now yeah. broke and he uses up the last of his credits i forget what what he does but he's 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 fucking broke and then the advertisement for her deflowering episode starts up. <laughs> right. And yeah. he's desperately trying to dismiss it, and it says insufficient funds to uh-huh. dismiss the Tries ad. Tries to close his eyes. Tries to close his eyes, and then, then it viewing. does that. So then he ends up, He's locked in the room because you can't leave while the he, portal's inactive while the advertiser's running. Exactly. So he's stuck here, and he ends up bashing his head, which there was no consequences of that. But yeah. honestly, I felt like that would have been a strong end to the episode. Sure. The only problem is then you miss out. Like I, there's no reason for Daniel uh, Kaluuya as Bing to like. like He is a complete. uh, You know, he's just a he's just a bowl of chocolate pudding at that point. Right. Yeah. Uh, Because he hasn't been allowed to do anything except for freak at the end, which was still pretty amazing. But you would Mm -hmm. have been robbed of his just raging against the machine at the end, which was pretty impressive. Yeah. But that is, I don't know if. That amazing performance by him justifies the twenty minutes of fat that was included, and the mm-hmm. fact that they're like they didn't have any, I don't know, and like maybe they could have used that to build something with the little mousy girl where she goes uh-huh. on in some kind of I, I I don't know, but like I just the natural place to end the move the show was with him sitting in a shattered room where he's still you know getting her getting fucked shoved down his throat mm-hmm. um but then you lose his performance
2: yeah and the other thing i think you lose that i found interesting was how the other the other half lives right cuz he's a guy who has like this strict regimen where he he's eating all these fresh fruits because he's got this inheritance that he can actually spend a few credits uh you know he he doesn't indulge in the entertainment necessarily but then he's got to live like the pauper, right, in order to save up. And I, I really enjoyed that the next scene, the next time you see him eating, he's eating like these horrible fish stick, reconstituted, disgusting things. And he's stealing. He's, he's stealing watching food all the advertising. And... He's stealing food. And I, I really felt that struggle was was pretty interesting. Yeah. To to try and scrape and grind and get your way to financial stability I and like man
1: like I was really rooting for him to stab the Simon Cow <laughs> to death like uh-huh. I thought that's where they were going to go and that's the whole reason that he didn't do his compliance stuff but on the yeah. other hand like I said it was kind of interesting that he it was not an I mean, that's the, the frustrating thing about this episode none of the choices weren't interesting okay it's just they never the choices are interesting but what came out of the choices seemed like the the least interesting outcome of that interesting choice, like him <laughs> not taking the compliance, super interesting, and mm-hmm. you generate some real drama and tension in his performance. Him with the shard of glass, but then that doesn't really go anywhere. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Like I said, it, it, it's mm. interesting and it had it, it looked great. Um, it has a lot of interesting concepts and ideas, but ultimately I think it sags a bit under its own weight. All right, we are back for episode three, the final. Yeah.
2: Yeah, the season finale. Uh, I like the short British series, i got to say. And I, I say series because that's what they call them. You know, seasons are series out there.
1: I don't know why, but that's what they do. Elevators are called... lifts. Water fountains are bubblers. <laughs> yeah, trunks are boots. People are muggles. I. It's, <laughs> oh, uh, who, who can understand
2: Uh this one, This one's called The Entire History of You, and in my opinion, this is the best of the season.
1: What do you think? I think by, I mean, I, I want to say by a mile, but that mm-hmm. seems to like throw a lot of shade on the other episodes, which I thought were excellent as well. Yeah, I mean, but I've been, I've been saying the, that all. It's certainly the most cinem- cinematic feeling.
2: It's the most cohesive, it's the most grounded, I think it's the most engaging story mm-hmm. yet. Um, it,
1: it tells a story, and it doesn't go off into G.I. Joe and He-Man moral lessons. At, uh-huh. t- although it does, it does have a twist that, I wasn't sure how I felt about, but I okay. couldn't deny the art of it for sure.
2: Okay, uh, yeah, and and it's kind of a look at how, you know, a single piece of technology might change our lives, which to me is super interesting. Sure, uh,
1: I I've got so much to talk about. I'm not even sure where to begin because okay. <laughs> so maybe the first thing that pops in my head is, um, I remember during our Snowden podcast, I made the statement that. If we ever got to a point, like, maybe instead of trying to hold on to our privacy in an ever increasingly technologically hostile environment to do so, maybe the answer is just radical transparency. Like, if everyone Mm -hmm. knew what everyone was doing at all the times, we would all realize that we're not so weird after all, and we would get over this shit. And, you know, if people need help, we can get people the help they need, and the world would be a better place. And I'm not even sure that this episode dissuaded me from that. Uh-huh. Because this is just, like, the first, like, no doubt there will be a lot of friction and, and and fighting when this technology first deployed. But I thought, like, some of this shit was amazing. The ability to go back and say, how bad was that? Intercha- yeah. yeah. In, you know interchange that I just had with somebody who (laughs) actually is right who made the promise and didn't keep it like being able to do that and quickly sort the fact that like you know I'm an asshole or you're in a household or maybe we're all assholes from time to time and move on I think would be a net good for society okay and then maybe that is one of the questions that came up during my watch I, I was thinking
2: You know, is it better to be able to overanalyze everything and have perfect recall of it? Or is fuzzy memory sometimes a good thing? Uh, Does it allow you to live your life when maybe the weight of the decisions you've made in the past might stack up on you and cause you more and more grief? Um, You know, because a lot of people make a lot of bad decisions, and I don't think that would go away. Uh, I think you would just be reminded of them constantly <laughs>
1: I feel like i And al-
2: torturously i i mean that's what the end of this episode is right sure. he's made at- te- he's made a terrible decision and now he has to live with it and he can't and he gouges himself
1: has he made i mean i guess has he made a terrible decision? I think he has yeah in huh. my
2: opinion, okay I mean he's thrown away a family that yeah i mean it, this kid. Maybe not his. I, th- it's not super clear, but I think that's what it's implying that the kid is not his. Uh-huh. Uh But he's going back over all the memories he's had in this house and of the child and of his wife. And yeah, I think he's sad about it. Oh, I agree. And tortured I mean, by you, you'd, it.
1: you'd be sad when a relationship ends, but I'm not so sure that the relationship shouldn't end. Um, okay, that's something we can talk about. Uh, another vector. I don't want right. to breeze past this one too much because me either. While I was watching this guy rewind and see how he did with his interview with his bosses and how he did, I'm thinking like, Mm -hmm. wow, I'm already an early adopter for this technology because (laughs) I feel like, and I'm not alone, that I tend to replay my failures a lot more than my successes. Okay. And I had the seeking suspicion that I put um, a little negative spin Like, Mm -hmm. I always perform worse in the situations, the other people always perform better, and that I'm a a much bigger, that everyone, not only am I a much bigger asshole, but everyone is noticing that I'm an asshole, and I feel like a lot of that stuff is just not true, and if you could go back and actually see it, then, you know, maybe it would dispel, And, and sure, you'd have to have, you'd have to learn coping mechanisms for not dwelling on the past. Right. But I think – I don't know. My suspicion is after several generations of that, we'd all be more honest and open and trustworthy uh, and and mentally healthy people if we had this technology. Like gaslighting someone would be impossible. Sure. Like like that kind of emotional manipulative abuse um, would just be impossible with this kind of technology.
2: Yeah. I mean I did want to talk about how the episode kind of portrays the changes in society because of this thing. Um, and and what we think might actually happen with something like this. Right. Because the episode, I mean, it, ver- it very much says, like, a lot of things about the world they live in. And when When it starts, the first question that's asked is, are you cool with suing people for bad parenting retroactively? Like, that doesn't really come up so often unless you can, like, prove it. Right, and and these devices would allow you to prove it. Like their baby has one of these things. So right. if they were abusive, or if they had done you know
1: things to disadvantage this child,
2: I could see like a cottage industry popping up because well, of that. And that's
1: like abuse, sure, but like um we're, playing sure. back a parent's late night decision about whether to send you to one boarding school or another, and be like, see, right. if they'd send me to fucking Hogwarts instead of you know. Well, you're uh, still not prescient. You still don't know how it would have gone. But but I I, I guarantee goddamn tea that cottage industry would include frivolous oh, yeah. lawsuits oh, based yeah. on things like that, because who can say? Who right. can say if someone made one decision? Or like, they fed me cheeseburgers instead of broccoli. Well, that's not, right. that's not yeah. that bad of parenting. Come on, man. Yeah, I mean, it's not like, you know, <laughs> the, it would be weird to be like... And that's the thing. I thought it was interesting how they handled people that opted out of the technology, yeah. like... You know, people are like, oh, this is or some Orwellian thing crammed in their It's like, I, I it's interesting because it seemed like society accepted people that didn't have this technology, but there was this vague skepticism about, mm-hmm. like, oh, huh, I wonder what are you up to, what are you wanting to hide, or why don't you want to review this? Like, we're all being open, and uh, why aren't you? Like, right. it, It's it's more of um a soft control than like a hard Orwellian Big Brother type of control.
2: Yeah, and I think it would actually be a massive competitive advantage. I mean, if oh, if yeah. you're a lawyer and you're... I, so that, that makes me wonder, like, this guy's a lawyer, right? Yes. What does the courtroom look like now? Because clearly, like, we don't allow cameras in all courtrooms. Right. But you would have to in this case. I mean, yeah. you can't gouge somebody or, or prevent them. I, I suppose you could prevent them from ever getting a grain. I, I think, yeah, I, I lawyer, thought there was a feature of the grain that you
1: can, like... Tell it to not be recording. Is that true? I mean, I'd, I mean, you can certainly delete stuff, so I don't know why you right. couldn't like ch- tell it to, or the, if it, I if it entered certain area. I mean, I don't. You are right. It seems like that's an easy technological problem to solve. Like, just have courtrooms be, you know, no you know? record areas. How would you know? They're technology based, so I figured like if you built something to monitor them, that oh, see, I would be way more uncomfortable with that, way more than just recording all the time. Well, like, for example, would you be uncomfortable – like, I've often thought, like, if I'm a movie theater mm-hmm. um, and I wanted to take – I wanted to do, like, the Almel Draft House one step further of awesome, I would actually build all my uh, – all of my theaters have internal Faraday cages. So you step inside them and cell phones just do not work. Right. Um, because, you know – and then, you know, if you're, like, a doctor or a lawyer or someone called, then you just – that my theaters are not the place for you to go. My place sure, is the, right. the place to go if you absolutely want to be certain that no one's going to be fucking taking a phone call or you're, texting yeah. or all that stuff. And
2: you're not mission-critical on-call.
1: Right. And I've been a mission-critical on-call guy. So, like, uh-huh. I, I get it. Like, you know, that's – them's the breaks, man. Um, sure. so, so that's I, different because there there isn't, like, active interference and connection to your
2: device because, like – that's the thing that bothers me. If I had a back door in my phone where theaters could oh, yeah. could access my phone at any given time
1: and, yeah, and shut this, it when down you're about and make sure that I'm
2: not recording. And, when you're talking
1: about something as private as like every experience in your life. Exactly. You, I mean, yeah.
2: the, the, the stakes are huge. I mean, that's the they talk about this a little bit with the gouging, right? Like mm-hmm. this, there's this one woman at the party who got gouged, which is they went in, they pulled out her grain and they're selling on the black market presumably somewhere and it
1: seemed like there's a creepy subtext that like maybe young attractive women are the ones that are because like think about perverts yeah i want to see all your sexual experiences i want to see you getting ready in front of the mirror like like that's like a a voyeur's fucking wet dream absolutely so like that's like and another 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 way to be raped in the (laughs) in in the near future age um yeah. yeah so it's also interesting like when i'm
2: thinking about the society they must live in it's got to be a huge crime deterrent right massive sure. crime deterrent because if anybody you're you're committing a crime against could just look at you and have you on record and and prove that you did this thing uh that's a huge deterrent however it's also, crime still exists because
1: so gouging exists and gouging is presumably a crime it's also going to be a crime aggravator like if someone if you catch if someone if if you catch someone robbing you uh huh it seems like what they should do is that is, is po- probably kill you and uh, certainly take your grain, right? So like you know, a certain a, a smash and grab turns into a, a homicide, memory theft, right? On top of it, so yeah, I think it's a, so it's a deterrent that actually happen get worse, but right.
2: less crime happens overall.
1: Yeah, and I don't know if that's a trade off <laughs> society wants to make.
2: Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it does seem like you know there's a there is a possibility of just getting through a gouging like they say because she does. Uh and and apparently there's a chance of it making you blind, which I think is what happens at the end of this episode. Why do you say that? Cuz the screen goes black, but I I know oh. it's going to credits, but I think what happens here is at the end he gouges this grain out and he does it so sloppily that he blinds himself.
1: Oh. Oh, see I never even they do mention that as a, as a risk when I'm talking about gouging, like, don't they? Yeah, very briefly. Because They're I just like... Oh, just you like, still can see. That's amazing, or whatever. Huh. And, th- and then they move on. Uh, well, maybe that's, like, a... Like, okay. Because I, I took that as, like, um that's a prejudice. Like, you know, oh, if you gadget it, your eyes will fall. You know, your optic nerve won't work <laughs> anymore, or something oh, like that. Oh, like, it's a... a a folk tale or a yeah, legend? Yeah, kind of like when myth. you hear about people with certain diseases or whatever, then you meet them and it's like, you know, not what you think or... Yeah, yeah. Um, but, Maybe it is. But Maybe you're right. Is. I mean, it did go... It did fade fade to black.
2: Yeah, and it's so connected with your optic nerve that... you would have to be. I would think there's a big risk there.
1: Although I don't know why it would because my read on it was it was a combination of the grain storage system and like some sort of contact lens corneal implant... Because, like, your eyes glow white as if they're really, like, the the backside of a screen uh, when you're accessing your internal memories. Mm -hmm. So, and it's also...
2: And it's kind of like a two-stage thing? Like, you can do transparent or full
1: image? And it's a wall-eye vision, kind of like, so it's, like, almost like it's literally from your eyeballs' perspective, not from your, like, brain's Uh post-processing. I don't know. I didn't think it was actually connected to the optic nerve. But, clearly... It's connected to well, I mean, I guess it doesn't have to be connected to the brain at all. No, it like wouldn't have to if be if it's some yeah. kind of cor- like lens implant. It just that's your camera, and then you got a storage system, and it, by- it bypasses the brain altogether. I, so and, anyway. and probably
2: uh, there's got to be some audio in there somewhere. I mean, that sure. like a microphone that's and true. speakers, or you know, some playback device, yeah, for audio as well. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, this. It's super interesting because this is actually happening today, mm-hmm. and it's going to happen. I mean, if you look at
1: the VR, AR the stuff Google that Glass we're doing. Google Glass fir- was the very Google first Glass. run, and everybody hated it.
2: Right, because it was bulky. It looked silly. Uh, I think there were a lot of problems, like,
1: etiquette-wise. I, that's what I'm saying. I like, I don't think any, the biggest problem was how stupid it looked, although that biggest, never, no. never helps. I think the biggest right. problem was people were just creeped out by the idea that, this dude is looking at me. He might be recording me.
2: Right. Uh, but get used to it because that is going to happen.
1: Right. Uh, and actually,
2: you're recorded most of the time you're outside in public That's anyway. what I'm saying. Yeah, so, right. So, like, this idea that, you know, you can, as long as people don't have the ability to look at you and record you, you're mm-hmm. good,
1: mm-hmm. is completely fucked. <laughs> no, I, I agree. But also, I think, like, I've seen society's reaction to technology advances as very childish. Like, I, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll return to fucking bluetooth headsets right um i still use one to this day just to listen to podcasts when i'm ru- running around in a store and whatnot it's just a little in- unobtrusive thing i stick in my ear it's like barely even fits out of my canal mm-hmm. and like now I, I just now like westworld had this di- this technician that use these like little earbuds they're just earbuds yeah apparently those are real oh yeah Like, you can fucking get something that fits entirely inside your ear, they'll play music, and they last for, like, four to six... I was blown away. I might have to be getting one of those, but they're pretty expensive. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, like, you know, you got a $30 device that allows you to hands-free communicate with people and listen to media and do all this stuff. And it was universally lampooned as either something inexplicably dorky or inexplicably douchey because people just didn't like the momentary confusion they got from someone having a conversation... With no, uh, you know, no obvious tells, like, holding your hand to their side of the head. And that's just stupid. Right. Yeah, society just decided to wad that up and throw it away because I don't understand why. Because, like, cell phones are the same. Like, cell phones were the realm of douches when they were super expensive $3,000 things you could only – Fit in your mercedes bins mm-hmm. everyone got over that shit as soon as everyone could have them fucking bluetooth things were almost like the the, the last one i got was 35 dollars anyone could have that if they wanted to but instead it's yeah. still that stayed the realm of the douche and i don't get it <laughs> well so, so so this is going to be like 10 times harder oh, yeah. to sell on people
2: oh yeah for sure and uh, like i'm thinking okay well if you know the bluetooth headset the the earpiece headset sort of thing isn't acceptable, th- there's a way to make that acceptable, right? Like, nobody questions it when you're walking around with headphones on or earbuds in, right? Because they can see the cable. Mm-hmm. They know that you are not paying attention to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you might, in fact, be paying attention to something else entirely, and mm-hmm. probably are. So, that's cool. And and there's no confusion there. So, with the with the headset, why don't we just make it something that's a little less confusing to people, right? It feels like it's on the marketers. like Make sure that you... Like, have two of them in or something. So, like, you're turned to the side and someone can't see, then they don't get confused. Uh, But it would also probably need something like that to indicate, hey, I am recording. Or, Mm -hmm. hey, this is what's happening right now. Because otherwise, yeah, people are going to be confused and or
1: alternatively pissed. Like... Yeah, but eventually we'll have to move past that because, like, that's one of the things Google Glass they had, like, a yeah. red LED that when it was recorded, was right. one of the first things you could hack was to turn that off. Well, sure. So I think that, in my mind, people just need to get used to the idea that they're going to be under constant surveillance because. Um, right,
2: but telling somebody just get used to it is not a solution, right? Well, I agree. Like, g- taking I, baby steps toward toward that yeah 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 that I'm not I'm, not
1: I'm not reading this for public policy I'm just <laughs> <the> speaking <laughs> sure, out loud sure. because you're right anytime politically you're like just fucking get used to it this is the new world order baby yeah. that then you get fucking you a intrigue people star. even more yeah you get yeah. a reality star elected to 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 president right um what I'm what I'm saying is more like they have to get used to it because if you have like some kind of obvious, like the you know recording light, or someone's eyes glow red, I guarantee someone will be able to figure out how to turn that off. Right, and then you'll be right back to where he started from. It's like, and that'll be what's covered by the news. Like, oh, perverts have turned off the red glowing eyes of you know the the pervocity and and all skepticism <laughs> about this new technology. So I'm like, eyes of pervocity. That's what the device will be called. That's what no, that's what the sixty minute segment <laughs> on the device will be called. Um, I just say call the device. <laughs> Eyes of yeah, per- I just got eyes of privacy put in. Yeah, right, man. Yeah. Because uh, you know that's totally, all anybody's using it for. Right. It's to- pervy things. It's totally changed, man, because now it's like I, you, just, you just don't realize how many people are just having sex in your view until right. so you can analyze frame <laughs> by frame in high definition every window you pass. And you should see what goes on in the It's a smorgasbord. <laughs> The the parks alone. Uh, yep. But I, I, I don't know how you would market that to people, but, like, essentially get used to it. It's not going away has away. got to be a component of that campaign because I do think it's true. I agree. I do think it's true as well. We're headed toward that future. Uh, and I don't know, like people. It seems like there's uh, like people that don't like and want to bemoan every single thing, like oh radios. No one goes out and reads, no one reads books or talks to anyone anymore. And Television. No one reads books or listens to radio programs or goes out and talks to anyone anymore. The internet. No one watches television or reads books or listens to the right. radio shows or goes out and talks to anyone anymore. It's, just it's how like, it goes. Yeah, man. Like it's 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 the, the the direction of progress is pointing in one direction. And right. and again, I do think there's a lot of compelling. I, it, it's a destabilizing technology, but uh-huh. what, sh- what the, the society that coalesces around it afterwards mm-hmm. um, is going to be a better society. Potentially, yeah.
2: I mean, it, it seems like this solves a lot of problems with honesty and crime and... Uh, I don't know, just all the, the things that arise from our faulty memories. Yeah. And it's actually interesting that you know you you say just get used to it because i think we are getting used to it and i don't think the people who didn't grow up with it are getting used to it but the new generation i mean you got people who are taking selfies like 90% of their day yeah they are going to be used to it, and in fact, they're going to love it. They're yeah. they're not worried one bit about being on camera at all times. Look at Twitch streaming, right? Like right. people who put themselves out there for eight hours at a time every single day.
1: But here's here's what I'm saying about get used to it. Right now, there is these 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 CD sites that essentially, you know. Post pictures of really good-looking people just out on the street or on the subway. Like you got the dads of Disney, and you got the hot moms of the LA subway. Of so that's a real thing. Like what the fuck is These that? people like they 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 take Hashtag pictures of, of really attractive, like tattooed, hipster, bearded-looking, <laughs> form-fitting T-shirt Kids <laughs> who are playing with their kids uh-huh. as kind of like a form of porn for presumably women. I'm gonna try I'm and sure get out some, there as a dad of Disney. You actually dressed as you were if you if you took a kid and threw it on your shoulders and walker and disney you'd probably get a picture puppy Uh, probably because the market doggy dad of disney doggies (laughs) dads of disney but you i'm saying like a lot of people don't know how to take that like Uh i'm just out here with my family or i'm just running and someone is downloading a picture and maybe jerking off to it right and then you've got other stuff where it's like uh at the beach and girls are wearing bikinis and presumably they're fine being seen to that but do they want Millions of people looking yeah. at them. And that's what I'm talking about, getting used to it. Like, is mm-hmm. society going to say that, like, all attractive people lose control of the ability of of maintaining the integrity of their own license? Like, if they're out in a public area... Are they to be enjoyed? And if they're to be enjoyed, then does that include, you know, jerking off to those images and posting? And and Mm -hmm. if it's not, we decide that's a line too far. How do you prevent it with this technology? That's the kind of get used to it I'm talking about. Right. Because right now I'm comfortable saying, okay, these sites are run by perverts and whatnot in a completely transparent, open society where we all are kind of honest about, hey, you know, you see an attractive person and you might think about them later Mm -hmm. in certain times. And, Everyone does it, and maybe that's okay, and it's not creepy because we can all talk it's, about it. It's
2: okay because it's not, it's not concrete, right? It's not something that can be passed around. It's not something that, uh, you know, is in full detail. Sure, like it's someone's fuzzy memory of, of what they of saw what, of what, and someone's it's completely body, private yeah. to them. So, like, yeah, in in that way, yeah, it's fine. Also, what if we had the ability to stop that? If we had the ability to shut that down, would we? I think the answer is probably yes. Well, it
1: seems like but there's we a don't, half...
2: right? The innate That's... ability
1: of humans is to see things and remember them. And what I think is like so, to answer that, there's like this other category called revenge porn where guys um, sure. you know take pictures of their girlfriends when they're naked and they do sexy stuff and it happens a lot. Yeah. What 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 what's happening now is like when that shit goes bad and they break up, then guys are uploading all those pictures to revenge porn sites and I'm like look at this fucking whore, right? right. Um, and it's just now starting to get legal attention where people are like, that's not right. That is illegal. That shit should be shot shut down. Mm-hmm. So. If it takes that long to get so much notes, which I think is a blatant violation of someone's trust and privacy, then sure. I think that if we have the ability, if, even if we had the ability to shut those sites down, which I don't even know, mm-hmm. um, because like if what happens if they're hosted in Russia or China right. or North Korea the or Sealand or yeah. whatever, yeah, um, I, I don't know because, like I said, it's like it's, it seems like this technology. You just can't stop it. So the only Mm -hmm. thing to do is to evolve society's understanding of it. So, you know, the other thing is, like, maybe these these sites wouldn't be so damaging if we didn't have this culture of slut-shaming, too.
2: Yeah, I was going to say, could it be social pressure that does that? Because it's totally not cool, in my opinion, for someone who you know, maybe they saw me naked in the shower or whatever uh-huh. one time accidentally and then they bring that up at a fucking party and say, Oh yeah, I'm jerking to it all the time. That would not be
1: cool. Or just That like, would
2: absolutely not be cool and I would Yeah. I I would be angry about that. So right. there is like social pressure to not bring up those facts. Like there would be social pressure not to show this shit mm-hmm. on on the T V screen at the party. Like like uh Jonas, you know he, right. he comes in and says, "Look, this guy's clearly not comfortable with this. Don't don't make him show it." Right. So maybe it would be a societal like peer pressure sort of thing
1: that would help in uh, that scenario. It could, but I, I think eventually the peer pressure would be like our. It seems like society always goes towards the least resistance, which seems to be a coarser. Like a hundred years ago, most people would be horrified by the way I speak, right? Um, unless you were in like the British fucking navy or. <laughs> Oh, with <laughs> you the, know, a, right. a, a band of pirates. Uh, this like being yeah. able to just speak the way I speak and normal everyday f- would be seen as like terrible. Hundred years later, it's like maybe outside the bell curve, but like not eyebrow raising mm-hmm. uh, to be dropping f bombs or stuff in 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 mixed company. Um, I wonder though. So so, what I'm saying is, like, yes, I think there would be social pressure to, like, not do that. But as the younger generations come up and they see that as, like, oh, that's unnecessarily fuddy-duddy. Or, oh, you're just being old-fashioned, Grandpa. Mm-hmm. So what if you whipped out my tits pictures at Thanksgiving dinner? You're just, you just don't know what the world's like. I feel like that it eventually would coalesce to where, like, whatever is possible is going to happen and people would just have to take it in good humor.
2: And, I mean, if they were cool with that, then it's fine.
1: But I'm saying, like, it doesn't right. matter whether people are the people. The people. It. It, it seems like that. And, and if that's true, then you're relying on the majority of people not being cool with it. The second that the majority becomes cool with it, but that's only you, to
2: maintain maintain the status quo. If everyone, if the majority of people are cool with showing their tit pics their tit picks or dick pics at yeah. Thanksgiving
1: dinner, yeah. then it's not a
2: bad thing to do.
1: Well, but then so, like, I'm saying, like, on it's the the the, the most horrible point is when it's. 5545 sure. for and Absolutely. against because there's 45 people really uncomfortable having their tits or their dick shown yeah. during Thanksgiving and yet they're being told to get over it you know sure. but that's the way it always i mean that's the way it it'll works. have to go yeah and i'm not saying like i'm not trying to I mean we've done that in every aspect of of culture and society so and i don't far. want to be construed as like the type of guy who's like yeah show me your tits and i'm entitled to them i don't want people to think that cuz i think that not only is that stuff not cool it's illegal sure However, I can see which way the wind is blowing in technology, and I wonder how long we will we we can maintain that and how long as a society we even will want to maintain that. Yeah. Because, like, 100 years ago, we wanted to maintain the ability for, you know, women to be covered up down from the wrists to their ankles.
0: hmm
1: And, you know, uh, at some point, women themselves decided, we don't want this. Yeah. So... I, I I don't know. Like a hundred years from now, with this tech, if this technology is deployed today, what would the world look like? Yeah, um,
2: it would be a scary thing. I think for yeah, a lot of people, for, for
1: a lot of, for, but I do think long term, like a society where you can fact check anything yourself, and you can, uh, you know, to the extent that an unexamined life is a life hardly lived, a and an overexamined life is maybe not living, I think, properly and, and I think
2: that's maybe what this is
1: about. properly and, and accurately examined life is, is what our goal should all be, and this technology seems like it would help healthy people do that.
2: Yeah, and I mean, Liam is clearly not healthy, right? I mean, he's got a chip <sighs> on his shoulder. There's something... So, I mean, he... A lot of this is spurred on by his feeling that he has lost his job. He's angry. He's depressed he's confused and a lot of these things that he's picking up on he's picking up on only because of that and ultimately like it's tough to say how much of this is Liam's problem um, and he should just deal with it or figure it out um, or how much of this is is the problem of his wife was not uh, faithful to him right? cuz it the thing that muddies the waters is they were broken up at the time. Right. For si- so and, A- and you don't know for sure that this child is not his. That's the other wrinkle. Like yeah. If you could prove so if you if you said okay, they were together at the time and she banged Jonas and this child is not his child, not Liam's child, then I'm 100% with the decision to break this off. Without those facts, I don't. It seems to me like he has made a bad decision here. He's uh, let a moment of infidelity, when they were broken up, uh, get in the way of an otherwise happy
1: relationship. I mean, this is this is a very Ross Rachel, we were on a break kind of situation. I don't right. know. So, and it, it, I try to look at this holistically. And, and Black Mirror, like infuriatingly, does muddies the water in the last five minutes by making Liam right, mm-hmm. like. I would have no problem saying Liam is a flat-out lunatic, and I think he is a lunatic because even if, like – He's certainly a jealous person. He's a jealous person, and I'm not a – I don't have a jealous bone in my body, which drives some people crazy, but I think it's the healthy way to live. And to the extent that, like, I'm not completely not jealous, but if I got to the point where I was that suspicious of someone, I would just be like, okay, I'm going to level with you. I've gotten to a point where I can no longer trust that you're being faithful to me, and this is a toxic relationship, and it's making me into a person that I don't want to be, so Mm -hmm. we're going to break up. And I guess if the person... It'd be, I mean, and maybe I'd be making, uh, maybe I'd be making the most terrible mistake in the world. And in fact, this person's innocent, but the situation itself is so shady and so sketchy that everything in my gut is telling me that that I that I need to listen to it, and I'm I'm ready to bank on that. And I don't know, maybe they would offer evidence of their innocence, right? I don't know what would happen, but uh-huh. this abusive way of dragging yeah, it out of people aggressive. and trying and and, yeah. and 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 like. I would never hire a private investigator to investigate someone that I love because like at that point like you are you're just looking for confirmation of what your gut's already telling you, right? right. You don't trust this person. That's the, the trust is gone, the relationship. That's no is gone. longer a relationship, yeah. right? And then yeah. like and the thing is like I try to look at this relationship holistically, but as you point out, we don't know enough. Like she mm-hmm. says, Oh, well, you were gone for what, six days, four days? Five days, I think. Yeah. And I don't oh I bracket it with fire. Uh, and I don't <laughs> know where you were and you never so like obviously there was other problems in the relationship yeah, um, and how deeply they go and how much this pattern of abuse was something that, you know, because it seemed like he is a a fairly manipulative, abusive guy. Um, I I mean, it was, it it befuddled my ability to analyze what, who, who was right and who was wrong. But it does seem like, I don't think he made a mistake because this was a terrible, as written, this was a terrible all around relationship and they should be well shot of each other. Right. And, you know, whether the kid is his or the other guy's or whatnot is almost immaterial because that kid's going to be miserable in this suffocating, stifling household, I think.
2: Yeah, I mean, so how does this change, I guess, this equation um, and the outcome of this if Liam doesn't have this device, doesn't have the grain? Because ultimately it's all about him being think- a jealous and also able to analyze every
1: single frame of video that he's got of her. But that's what I'm saying like I thought it, they muddied the waters by making him accurate. Like this is this is classic uh-huh. paranoid um and then the other thing is the other woman, like she's got a, the the his wife has a a part to play here too because mm-hmm. he gives her every opportunity to confess and she continues to essentially gaslight the guy. Like tell him that no, you're wrong or oh, you're just being silly or oh, whatever when she knows damn well not that he, that, that he's onto something. Mhm. Um Yeah, I I don't know, man. It was it's weird. Like I, I, I wanted to side with her because I see how awful this guy is being to her and like, you know, how shitty he's being to her ex-boyfriend and how Right well, like and and also yeah, he's, like he's terrible. One of my pet peeves is when people just give themselves permission to be a fucking asshole. Mm-hmm. And when he's just sitting there down and he's just he's just guzzling that drink, I'm like, you yep. are just you know, you you know that in your right mind you wouldn't be this kind of fucking asshole. So you're going to get yourself. It's almost like this weird meditated way, and I've seen people do it. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. th- I mean, I, I guess that's a definition of being self destructive. Sure. Like, I'm going to pursue aggressively a course that's going to end in, in human misery. Why not just get blotto and, and go for it? Yeah. No, it's. Uh,
2: I don't. I don't know. I mean, it's it's interesting because. At the end, like yeah, I I think L- Liam is kind of an asshole, like all around. Mm-hmm. You know, he's jealous, he's a dick. Uh, he doesn't, he's passive aggressive. He doesn't say what he thinks. Uh, but at the end, you can't help but feel a little bit of sympathy for him because a he's right, and b he has to live with all of these memories uh, just replaying in his head over and over and over again. Now, he I'm not actually sure why he doesn't just delete these fucking things. Right. Like, you don't have to tear this out. Maybe maybe he's, you know, the, the reason I say he's probably missing this relationship and wishes that he hadn't made the choice that he made is because he does tear it out, which to me says, like, more than just I need to get rid of these memories. Like, I fucking hate this device. This device has ruined my life.
1: But, it ha- I mean, that's uh, – I would jump in and see, like, well, that's an actual – that's a factual error. It, that's it, fine, devised- but that's what he's thinking. I, I, I totally agree. Okay. I mean, but that's – so I read that as, like, this is yet another in a long line of him put casting blame where yeah. it doesn't belong. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, I think that that's the thing. Like, over several generations, people like Liam would be weeded out of the gene pool because – What do you mean? Either they would refuse to – like – what I think is interesting about manipulative, dangerous people like this mm-hmm. is when they get like if they find out they have a friend or relationship with a person that can accurately see what they're doing and call bullshit on it, they cut that person out of their life immediately. Okay, you know that seems a smart thing to do. Like, like, and I can see a guy <laughs> like I could see a guy, I can see couples in the future with Grains' argument where a person, a, a guy is saying, "Oh no, you're just being silly. You're just, I never said that." And she's like, "No, no, look here, it says it." And they, I can see a person saying. Who are you going to believe, me or your grain?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And like, the, I I feel like in that future, if a person sees their own memories replayed, that that person would be like, I'm going to believe my grain. Get out instead of being trapped in this toxic relationship. And I don't know, maybe guys like Liam would only get with other guys, girls such as himself, and they'd still breed more weaponized versions of terrible people. I I don't know. Maybe. But it does seem like that that kind of like passive aggressive, insincere, incapable of being honest and saying what you really believe type of person would get weeded out because the society Mm -hmm. wouldn't tolerate it. Like it it seems like most of these guys, these people live on the fringes and are able to get away with it because everything is so compartmentalized inside people's heads.
2: Yeah. And I can't tell how far um, along this process of, of grainizing the population is because it seems like there are still a lot of societal norms that kind of buck the, the grain, the features of the grain, right? Like it's, it, you can see all the horrified look on her face when he's playing back all these memories of her. Like, this is not something that's cool and accepted in society. Like, I'm going to prove you wrong in an argument by replaying your exact words and shit. Right. She's she's not cool with that. And it doesn't seem like society has totally accepted that as just the
1: norm. I mean, the fact that it's still actively and ingra- aggressively being advertised tells me that this is in the first generation. That, right. you know, if, if this was multiple generations, if everyone just, like, you're going to get a grain... Unless you but deliberately babies, opt out of it, the baby has one, and so that makes me think it's like second, third type generation. I mean, so the other thing is like the other the other thing is we're only seeing very upper class people. Their houses were right. fucking amazing, yeah. and yeah. they all drove really not nice, sports were, were cars, driven driven by very like because it looked like self driving t- cars were also a thing, and right. And the guy who uh, but they still had was a Jonas
2: who had, like, this awesome old
1: sports car, yeah. and that
2: was probably expensive. Yeah,
1: but these all people are all super rich, so the fact that they're still advertising on television and, I, I don't know, I felt like this was, like, first, maybe early second generation. So okay. certainly it's something that not everybody is on board with. And, yeah, and people, yeah. like, the first time that you try to do the whole she said, he said, he said, she said, and then someone calls it up and says, oh, yeah, well, look, bing. Mm-hmm. Uh that is going to be an uncomfortable moment, but yeah. it's probably a moment that needs to happen.
2: Uh, probably, yeah.
1: So. I don't think we should remain in the dark when we have those abilities. Yeah. Yeah, it and we'll probably start stop a whole lot of fights before they get started because sure. you know, if you're not a complete dumbass, before you level an accusation at somebody, you'll go back and replay and make sure you're actually have the correct understanding. I don't know. Right.
2: Uh, I mean, it depends so it's on the people. I mean, the technology is going to be used by the people the way it's going to be used by the people. I mean, I yeah. could also see this accelerating arguments. You know, like, oh, fine, fuck you. You proved me wrong on that. Guess what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna show you a, a moment where you were wrong. Like, well, that's oh, I mean, you know like, how many fucking times you've been wrong. Let me play them all back for that's you. That's what I'm saying. Like, like if, people if, are if, still angry and jealous if, and dick. Sure. And,
1: they're going to use this technology in the way that angry, jealous dicks would. I was just thinking of like, if there's a person that every single imagined slight is bookmarked in every day, and, and right. the first time you said, Hey, uh, did you not pick up my dry clean? And they just pay, play yeah. back three hours of every single time in the last year you've been addicted to them. That's, I mean. Yeah, that's accurate information, but also like, well, I haven't been bookmarking all the times you've pissed me off, so fuck me, I guess. Right. So I guess you can fight about how you use the technology.
2: Absolutely, (laughs) and it would be a question of like how people are willing to use this and how people are comfortable using it. And I don't think it would just be as simple as everybody would say... Well, you proved me wrong. Good on you. I I doff my cap.
1: Oh, there'd be a whole lot of well, you're taking job. me out of context, or I what I what right. I was thinking when I said that, and rolling my eyes and scoffing yeah. was that you're an amazing individual, and that <laughs> right. yeah, you know, I mean, so it, it feels like
2: it would take much longer for the people to change how they use the technology than for the technology to change like specific things about our society, right? Like movie theaters. Yeah, like you were talking about. There's no DRM. How how are you going to stop someone who records everything they see from pirating your movie? Right. They go to the theater, they see it once, they have it forever. Done. Like yeah. and they have the full experience of the theater. Their head's not going to be on a tripod, but you know. <laughs> Their head's not going to be on a tripod. What I'm saying is like But from but from your your perspective, I mean Oh yeah, what like, but matter? I'm saying,
1: like, I guess what I what I meant is like, I, would I download someone's grain of someone going to see the new Star Wars because, like, I can do that right now. Oh, I
2: just mean like personal piracy. Oh, okay. like they have that copy forever. Sure, sure. They'd have to charge two hundred dollars per movie, <laughs> right? Because they get the DVD and the Blu-ray and the movie theater experience like all at once forever.
1: I just feel like I don't know. Some of that stuff seems like to been solved by plussing the experience. But if everything you see and hear is recorded. Right. But if I can have really awesome food and beverages and a super comfortable seat, and I, uh-huh. I mean, I don't know. Like, you're, that is a, that's something I never really thought of. And the same thing with, like, concert. Like, if you went to go see a right. person and like, a, uh, why would you ever follow the, the dead or fish when you can just go to one <laughs> right. of the concerts and get baked and, and play it back again? And you're there. Yeah, concerts. In virtual reality. Are a little different every time, I guess. A little different. But and, movies are And aren't. that's Brad's example because that's, like, these things that, like, they have big catalogs and it's never the same set but like here's a what lot you of do.
2: as as a movie theater mm-hmm. you hire shills you hire shills to go into the audience and talk to and go into the audience and make it a bad movie experience and just sure. fiddle with rappers and just uh-huh. ruin the experience uh-huh. for them so that they're constantly going to the theater searching for the best experience of this movie uh huh yeah. so they can catalog it <laughs> yeah 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 uh that's how you combat it
1: yeah that's interesting The same thing with like books you know like you read a book And you've got – I mean, that's a really – like imagine if I could just uh, recall whatever I've read over Mm -hmm. my lifetime. I mean, it would take a little digging, like, okay, when did I read that book? That's the other thing is like – Black Mirror continues to excel in depiction, realistic-ish depictions of this technology, because yeah. I don't know that you could as effortlessly surf through a lifetime of memories with this, this little key fob thing. Right, I mean... Like, that thing was fucking it amazing. seems like magic. It does seem like magic, and and maybe maybe you could, but, like, I was just thinking, like, what? when did I fucking... Like, if I want to see a quote from 1984, when's the last time I read 1984? That's a bad yeah. example, because I read that book about every year, but, like... <laughs> <laughs> uh, if I want to read the, like like Dune, I've, I think I've only read Dune twice in my life: once in high school and once in young adulthood. And I couldn't tell you. Mm-hmm. And how? What am I? How am I going to find that if I want to find a particular page? Right. There would be
2: need to be some sort of really good algorithmic solution for that.
1: Mm. Like, and I bet there would I, be. Like honestly. I,
2: cause, but it's not depicted here. Like, well, but this well, is we not... have that
1: technology. Like, if I yeah. if, if if I had a page, if I if if I said, "Hey, find me such and such uh, page of Dune," like it, it would probably be connected to the internet. Mm-hmm. It would have all those text work, and it would just be a matter of OCRing all the stuff I've got in my mind and indexing it and comparing it to just like facial fecal. facial facial recognition software, <laughs> right. or like Amazon's got this creepy new technology where you just take your camera and you show it. A box of something, not the UPC, just a fucking box. Mm-hmm. And it will find in its catalog what the thing closest closest matches that. Yeah, it's probably some kind of image. Yeah, like, like I was using it like my son thing. thought it was really neat. He was making his Christmas list at Toys R Us and he was just waving at stuff and it was just acquiring all this shit. And I'm like, yeah. wow, that's crazy. <laughs> but I guess those combinations of technologies would probably – I'm thinking of like yeah. you'd have to bookmark all this shit, but you wouldn't. It would just all be there and searchable. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, you would
2: but it's not depicted in the episode, right? No. Clearly what they're doing is remembering exactly when these things happened and scrolling to that right. point. Right. Do you so would you get a grain I
1: yes, yes I would.
2: I absolutely would. If there were no like weird side effects or anything cuz I,
1: I would be concerned about yeah, the well, first Yeah, I'm saying device. like if they were healthy and they yeah, didn't yeah. like cause okay. you to die in 10 years or something like that. <laughs> right. I I think that yeah, I, I it wouldn't even be like, if I could afford it, I would I would I would get it Would you it, be comfortable with everyone else having grains? Yeah, because I think I would uh, quickly lose patience with people that are using them incorrectly and just cut them out of my life like, it's kind of like I Okay. when I turned 30 and I had all this upheaval and I essentially restarted my friend circle from scratch I read a lot of self-help books and I got myself mentally healthy and I just kind of decided that like I'm not going to I'm not going to put up with people that cause drama life's already too hard enough for people that, yeah. there's some people that just are not comfortable unless they're always dealing with some kind of crisis or always reconciling and making you know, like that's just exhausting to me I'm not going to put up with it so yeah. When someone does that, it's like I'll tell them like you're doing this, and I don't like it. And if they continue to disrespect that, then I just I'm you know, and I don't break up with them unless it's like a girlfriend, right? Because that would cause, that just that cause would, more that drama. would cause drama. And I give them exactly what they want. I just <laughs> they eventually realize that hey, oh, you know, Aaron's just drifted away, and like oh, he's always too busy for my shit, and doesn't take my phone calls and then calls one day they o'clock. find
2: their own friend on Facebook and it's game over.
1: There you go. And I've been so <laughs> much happier just yeah. not putting up with people that let me down. And and that's the thing like I'm, you know, I mean, I am sure I let people down in ways and they have unrealistic expectations and maybe I have unrealistic expectations of some people, but like fuck it. It's my mm-hmm. uh if, if if I let people down, they shouldn't be my friends or they shouldn't be friends with me. Um, if I'm not giving them what they need because of my unique mix of skill sets and emotional aptitude and whatnot, then why should they bash their head against my implacable wall? I mean, yeah, everyone would be just happier if like they 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 identified what they need in a relationship and and s- sought that rather than trying to pound everyone into a shape that they need, you know? Sure, and realizes also
2: maybe that that is sort of a fluid thing. Yeah, you know, it's not. It's not a constant thing throughout your entire life.
1: Yeah. You can't control anyone. You can only control what you do. So. Right. Yeah.
2: Okay. Well, maybe you could control people if you had the grain. Because that's the other thing about. I think it. people like, would try for damn sure. The wireless hacking that would happen in these scenarios, in this scenario with the grain, is. Intense. Oh, I mean, yeah. there you would be constantly under threat of hack.
1: And I could see also very early on that, like, you'd have the jealous types like demanding their when their when their mates get home, like, I want you to replay your entire day now. Right. Like you saw the airport
2: security. Right. Right. Play me back the last twenty four hours. Play me back the last week. Right. Like these
1: redos are everywhere in society. Sure. It seems. And that's like you know like what 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 we. Yeah, though that true we didn't even talk about that. Uh, I'm, we're, I'm just talking about this from an interpersonal relationship, from a governmental oversight relationship, right? But there, I, there I go. Like, if that is something that we could do to the power, I mean, that's the problem. I guess I have now because I feel like young people are too casual about their privacy, and old people are maybe too protective about it. But the reality is, is we're getting comfortable with a surveillance society that's only going one way. Mm-hmm. Like we, the people, are under constant surveillance, and we are doing illegal things at any time they could decide to bust us and and and, and hoist us up and lynch us but the po- the but the powerful people are not getting surveilled at all and I, I think for society to be fair the, the the telescope has to go, and the microscope has to go both ways and sure. I think this technology would let that happen could let that happen but i mean who's to say the people
2: in power would ever allow their grains to be investigated in, under any circumstance right i mean that would be on the people to demand it
1: well i'm and i'm sure in a scandal if there's some dude that's got that's scandal ridden and he's saying fuck it i'm you're never going to get my tax return i mean my my grains then I, I know. I, I would hope that the people would be like, "No, we y- there's a fucking scandal and there's a bunch of shady shit." You yeah. either produce your grains and exonerate yourself, or you get ch- chucked out. Like those are your two options.
2: Yeah, and that would be, you know, the other because again, thing here is
1: you can delete it though. Well, so, then that would be like I,
2: like I. That's there. See, you could. It would be impossible to say that they deleted it for a specific reason.
1: No, but I feel like that's something that we already have to have this. Sure. We, we this destruction st- we, of
2: evidence. We did, already
1: yeah. like like as a private citizen, if I'm under active investigation and mm-hmm. I delete right tax returns or uh, emails or whatever, the they actually use that as evidence of like even if that was just purely innocence innocent, it can be used against me in a court of law. To show malice. Right. But it seems like investigative, you know, like, oh, someone got beat up by a police officer. Uh, What's well, the dash cam footage? Oh, there was a malfunction that day. Right. And it's not treated as like evidence of, of malfeasance or malice. And that's the, again, that's the asymmetrical nature of this that I think needs to go away. And, you know, the other thing is like, okay, so like, oh, well, Aaron, you, you could be compelling an innocent man to rebe- reveal his deepest, darkest secrets in this society because you're giving him an ultimatum that he can either reveal them or he can get ousted. And I'm like, mm-hmm. so fucking what? You are not fully buying into the implications of this radically transparent society. Mm-hmm. Someone innocent revealing their deepest, darkest secrets will just be another Tuesday, <laughs> I, 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 I get feel, what you're eventually. Saying.
2: I, I get what you're saying, but, yeah, I, I, I suppose I'm on the side of those people when I say, um, you know, it would be... An extraordinarily difficult thing for people to adapt to. I agree, and I'm In not our saying our society yes. and our culture and us as human beings—we are set up to not want this type of transparency. Yeah,
1: and I I fully agree with that, and I don't want it either. I'm just putting my futurist hat on and saying if it's coming, this is what I think would be the most fair and equitable way to do it. And these I think are it's the things generations think... and generations. Oh, it's of not, course, it's of not course. something that we would adopt over the a ten-year, twenty-year period. Yeah, like. How long since the invention of the printing press did we get to ninety percentile? Uh, you, you know uh, literacy. I don't know. It's not <laughs> like the print. It's not like the printing press came down. Oh, we printed a holy Bible. Now every every right. plowboy and whatever can read as well as a priest. Like that took generations too mm-hmm. before reading became seen as a valuable. Like like a, a, a truly val reading and writing became seen as valuable. Then penetrated. Like it took forever. Yeah. Uh, and now most, you know, most societies have that 90, over 90% literacy rate, which is which is awesome. So, like, I think you can make an analogy to, like, a transparency rate. Like, early adopting is going to be, like, very fringes of people and, mm-hmm. like, maybe even celebrities making a point about, like, woo, my life's an open book. But then eventually uh, you'll get to where, like, you get that critical threshold where people will start to be suspicious Of people, Or see them as quaint. Like I could see also like, oh, well, maybe the Quakers don't have grains or not Quakers. The Amish don't have grains, but, you know, whatever. They're Amish. Right. Uh, It's weird. And you kind of gawk at them when you see them in public. But, you know, it's like, well, whatever. It's what they want to do.
2: Yeah. And I think we need those pockets of society.
1: Right. Especially when something like this is introduced.
2: Some some respite from it when you've decided you don't want it.
1: Yeah, and they'll will always be weirdos and outcasts that are seen as with suspicion. But that's like, at every point in time, there's always weirdos and outcasts that are seen as, by, as suspicious by society. So like that'll never right. go away, and those people won't get grains, and they'll just be, you know, weirdos that don't have grains. But
2: well, it's interesting because you may not have the choice, right? I mean, if you think about this baby that has this grain, it had no choice in the in whether or not it gets this grain.
1: But they can remove it when they're an adult. Right. And destroy but you it. you still have 18 years of – If their parents are backing it up to the cloud, like, yeah, I don't know how that works. I don't know how it would not be,
2: honestly. Like, what kind of storage device do you have that doesn't back up? Because this whole thing is wireless, and I want to No, go back. that's the
1: thing. If you can – and that's – uh, even if it's not, the truism – and that's why, like, you know, anti-piracy efforts are doomed to fail because if you can see or hear something, you can make a copy of it. Right. So if this like if it was just eyeball technology, fine. But the second you can cast that to a screen and someone else can see it with their grain right. or just record the camera, boom, it's 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 over.
2: And and this is super this is a super big problem I think that would arise from this is the wireless hacking stuff. I mean, you would have people's grains hacked all the time because not only would it be a simple matter of getting proximity access to them because we know that's a capability that the thing has. Uh, it's also an enormous payload. I mean, if you can get access to someone's grain, you have everything. You have passwords, you oh, have shit, yeah. credit card information. Right. You have, I mean, they're thinking small with the nudity stuff and the voyeurism. But that's true, identity You theft. have everything they've ever seen or heard. Yeah. And there's there's no hiding it. I mean, Wouldn't you, you just would have to be wireless? so diligent in order to delete every bit of information that of personal information that comes across your grain.
1: Wouldn't the idea just not make it wireless and have wireless access? Like sure, you have... but that's not as depicted in the show. I'm just going with
2: what's on screen here. Why do you say that? Because they can clearly send wireless images to television screens, and but that's have wireless they're... communication with the handheld device. And
1: okay, so you're saying, oh. Because I guess what I was thinking is that that, that you would have those two – that the grain and the remote would be irrevocably paired to each other and maybe like some kind of biometric thing mm-hmm. that like if you gave it to someone else, they wouldn't be able to – Oh, sure. Yeah, I agree with that. Okay.
2: But that, that data has to be stored somewhere and it's clearly able to be put on any
1: screen. I mean the thing so... is, is like like ja- – like I think that um, the gouging, you're right, that – so, so, even if you'd say the wireless stuff is bunk, the gouging seems like although you could it just seems like you could encrypt that to where it just couldn't be broken in any kind of feasible lifetime,
2: yeah, but they have to they have to put it up on screens, right uh-huh, so there is a two way street of communication here, Huh. Cause oh. there there's data going in from the controller I see what you, I there's see data what you're coming saying. out to okay. the t v all right I yeah I just you're don't right. know that you can totally secure that and People will find a way, especially with with information that, that that is this valuable,
1: yeah, I mean, like I said I think that this this would be baby steps towards a society where everything is like radically transparent mm-hmm. like i mean not, I don't know like, some things you that, just can't
2: be totally transparent with i mean if I put true? my credit card information out there i
1: i people
2: are gonna use it right but like let's say let's like, let's 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 okay it's a uh, game let's stop thing stuttering there. for 30
1: seconds and see <laughs> if I can put forth a coherent statement um so let's talk about intersection of all the things what we think is going on in the future let's talk about automation let's talk about the fact that probably 200 years from now if we exist at all we're all going to be some form of star trek communist
2: oh I can't wait
1: okay so you've got Uh, Essentially, you've got uh, unlimited energy that you have access to, you have unlimited industrial capacity, and we stop having the concept of money. Okay. Why, what use is private information? Someone steals your credit card, what does that mean? Uh, They can
2: act like you. They can impersonate you. But what, to what end? To whatever and they like i mean i'm sure there will still be some kind of crimes yes
1: i guess I mean, but i'm trying
2: to think of like what like I, I guess imagine how
1: easy it would be to frame someone if you had that kind of information for crimes that they didn't commit but they also have like you'd have these grains recording everything so that you could exonerate yourself like i have an alibi i was here watching television my wife was here watching television with me i was and then you go to look and Oops, that area of your grain has been deleted, well, I mean, oh yeah. shit, <laughs> but i I don't know like what hm, yeah, what is like uh maybe maybe you go to like a legal standard that there has to be hard physical evidence of something
2: right, which is. Sort of what we have now, kind of. It's an imperfect
1: form, though. Yeah, yeah. Like you know, uh, if you go to the grains. If the grains all agree, then that's going to be probably ninety percent of your crime. If not, you uh-huh. start looking for like, okay, this person says is mur- is, is murdered, or all these grains deleted. Let's start looking at physical DNA evidence and going to town with it. I mean, I just I, I don't know. Like there are a lot of stuff where we're talking about violations of privacy If everyone's pr- privacy didn't if, if it just was a non-existent yeah. thing.
2: Yeah, I suppose that would change, you know, the legal system. That would change everything. Wouldn't
1: it also change people's nature of empathy? If, like, you knew everything about everyone and everyone knew everything about you, then, like, there would be no perfect paragons that you're comparing yourself against to. And there's no no motive to steal. Like, I... I don't know. Like I said, I'm not saying that we'd ever move to a perfect society where no crime would ever happen because obviously right. I can't even conceive of what a human society like that would look like. But it does seem like these things would...
2: It feels um, like
1: it, it would be Brave New World where everybody is,
2: you know, genetically modified and doped and... No, totally. And that's the thing just like... Just
1: cogs in a machine. I, I. It's so weird because I feel like... The utopia culture that started at the turn of last century. Where everyone is trying, you know, like it came like 100, 200 years too soon and everyone soured on it. Like, oh, communism obviously can't work because people are greedy, selfish assholes, and it's a zero sum game and someone's got to divide up the pie. Right. And, the, and, and if you let the person dividing up the pie select which pieces everyone gets, that's fucking fundamentally unfair. Uh-huh. Like you ask a kid to break a cookie to share with his friend, you let the friend choose which piece he gets. Mm-hmm. Kids learn really quick, they got to break that thing pretty fucking close to 50% or they're going to get, they're going to screw themselves. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but before we had, like, you know, if we move into a, into a version of the future where life isn't a zero sum game, uh, where there's mm-hmm. enough for everyone, mm-hmm. that shit suddenly, you know, you can have utopias. And, you know, it'd be, I, I think maybe it's time for someone to write some really good utopian science fiction. Like to actually sit and wrestle with these things. And instead of saying where they could go wrong, maybe where they could go right. I don't know, maybe the next hundred years will be a boon for utopian science fiction (laughs) fantasies. Maybe so. Uh, And and also still find where there's drama. Yeah, I was going to say the drama is missing from that, isn't it? I guess, but, like, I don't know. I that's you're when you, you're right, when you examine it from the thesis of Westworld, no I'm saying it's like I'm trying to think of like what would diplomacy look like in a world where everyone has grains and everyone knows everyone it's like yeah you know um, it's almost like you just get up and like well here's how I see it oh here's this is why you're wrong it's because you missed this fact here oh you're right sorry like I don't know the whole world turns into Canadians what <laughs> I, guess, I guess there would still be
2: you know debates there would still be differences of opinion and and, you know uh views that that don't align with everyone else and right you know just because and there'll still be
1: love and there'll still be despair and there'll still be tragedy and like you know death and and, right but but how we deal with that i think would be an interesting how do you deal with conflict when you remove dishonesty and treachery from the Mm -hmm. equation right where it's like okay i've got grains uh, nothing's wrong in my relationship, but my wife is dying of cancer, mm-hmm. and I know what she thinks about that, and like, and, and she knows what I think about that, and like, what's that What's that going to look like? Yeah. Uh, or our our kid died in a traffic accident. Like, There's all kinds of things that can still go wrong and provide conflict, but now you just have a story where everyone's a lot more empathi- empathetic and humane about dealing <laughs> with it. Right. I don't know. Well, I like to think the next, uh,
2: I don't know, Heinlein is out there and listening to this podcast and saying, you know what? That's
1: a real good idea. He's, I'm gonna... he's, his last name's Line Hine. Line Hine. Uh, <laughs> the exact opposite, yeah. <laughs> he's going to write up some utopian fiction. Yeah. Someone will someone get I, – I, it might be impossible. Maybe because I'm always wanting to know what I'd do for the next nano NaNoWriMo if I ever had time in fucking November to do it. Yeah. Uh, and what that's National uh, – what is that? NaNo- Novel Ra- Writing Month. National Novel Writing Month in November. Yeah. Um, that would be cool, like the like actually wrestle like what a utopian society would look like, yeah. and still be interesting. Because mm-hmm. like you know Star Trek Next Generation is a utopian society, but shit seems like it's interesting as hell. I feel like that's too hard of a project for a nano because you spend be. most of your
2: time thinking, not enough of your time writing.
1: Uh, well, I mean that's but but you're allowed to take in notes. Like you can like you can oh, you can right, game right. plan your novel and like have like an outline and whatnot. And I don't know sure. how to what extent it's cheating. It's all self policed anyway. We need grains. <laughs> There's a lot of NaNoWriMo people that are cheating and gaming the system. If we had oh, grains, yeah. we'd know it. NaNoWriMo.
2: Never the same after we got I'm the grains. i want to blow the lid off
1: NaNoWriMo. That's going to be my first <laughs> utopian work. Then they uh, do a no-grain NaNoWriMo. They just... Oh. Yeah. That's also known as easy mode. <laughs> All right. Uh, I
2: think we've exhausted this topic. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was an excellent episode, and it shows both a frightening and... Uh, you know, a frightening depiction of how this stuff could be used, and also a lot of positive things uh, about this potential technology that yeah. that
1: we're edging ever closer toward. Mm-hmm. So, uh, thank you, Kristen, for commissioning this podcast for your husband, Chris, for his Christmas present. It was a lot of fun. It's it's been on my to do list, and hilariously enough, like I went to start to go watch it, and Jim's like, "Oh, we got this." Christmas things, so I kind of pumped the brakes because I I don't know why, uh. but I kind of wanted to give like my unvarnished first opinion of it, um, mm-hmm. which might have been a disaster if it wasn't good. But it was, we, should, <laughs> we got two hours of commentary out of it. Yeah, but I appreciate that. I hope you guys were satisfied with your Christmas present and everybody had fun listening to our thoughts about it. And also, you know, God, if you made it this far without watching the show, you should watch the show because I think it's it's something that can make you mad, it can make you angry, it can make you sad, it can make you think. And season Uh, two is also really, really good. Yeah. And And, season three, like, I've seen three of the episodes, and I thought they were actually better than the average of the first two episodes so far. Yeah. Um, Anyway, thank you for that. Uh, If you'd like to commission your own podcast, you can't right now because our (laughs) store is, like, in a disarray from us upgrading the software. Hopefully by the time you hear this, maybe that'll be fixed. Uh, If you go to baldmove.com slash shop, you can make a selection of a bunch of different merch. Some of it is going to be uh, commissioned podcasts that I'm going to try to figure out a way to dump you at where you won't get lost because, yeah, that's going to be interesting. Just show them your grain. Just go through it. Sure.
2: Oh, tutorial creation would be so easy.
1: Sure. But like I said, I know there's a lot of people have been asking. I just wanted this will probably be the first – maybe podcast commission podcast you hear um but yeah there's uh that's that's my top priority other than getting paypal working with the new shop as well um so i'm hoping by the time you hear this or certainly early in the new year we'll get that resolved uh, mm-hmm. and get all that data copied over but yeah thank you for commissioner podcast and thank you for sporting bald move and i hope you enjoyed it merry christmas